This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Jay Bellock. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're going to kill ourselves to great success Ooh. as we watch mm-hmm. Spine 325 in the Criterion Collection, Robert Hammer's Kind Hearts and Coronets from 1949. <sighs> but first, RJ. Yeah? How, how are you? I mean, fine. I mean, how are you? Really, Jarrett? It's it's all coming to a point, you know. Yeah. Last two years, a lot of a lot of trauma. Yeah, is it the boiling point? Nah, I'm good. I know a lot of people who. Well, I mean, not personally, but I I can see a lot of people. You know, you can just see in their eyes. It's like that person's about ready to collapse. It Ooh. seems. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw generational trauma. Uh, I didn't see any of that, maybe, but I definitely saw one student at work that looked uh, a, a little, yeah. a little distraught, a little distraught. They were like sitting outside in the hallway. This and this isn't like like a little little kids' school or something like that, where someone's been sent out. It's because they needed to get out of a room, and. I, I I I don't know. I feel awkward about these things because I'm like, should I go check on them, or is that even more annoying? Because like, if you're going through something where you're like, I just need a minute, having some some uh, doofus come by, say, hey, everything all right here? Hey, <laughs> and and they say, get away from me, pervert. Is, is there a problem? The is, there a, is, is there a problem in there? You say you say we got a problem here, and you kind of touch your scarf. You kind of just like mm-hmm. you know rearrange it. Yeah, there's it, been a lot of crying. It, it, it seemed like it passed quickly, though. And they oh, that's were, good. They were kind of on their way pretty soon after. So That's pretty here, good. Here's hoping. Here's yeah. hoping that everything's A-OK. 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 I, I, sometimes I, I wonder, though, um, being around people, as yeah. uh, some places are now, some jobs are now, mm-hmm. with people, you know, uh, to the rafters, uh, but they're wearing masks and are vaccinated, but I don't know if it's if it cuts it with uh, this Doesn't seem the, to. with this latest variant, which um, while less severe, can still uh, still get you. It'll still get you. It'll get you. I saw I saw a report the other day where someone was just like, "Yeah, Omicron's kind of working its way through. Pretty soon, everyone will have had it or has it." And it's like, but what we really got to worry about is the next one. The next variant, potentially, and it was like, yeah. Well, isn't that the thing, right? Yeah. Well, now it's, it has so many. It's had so many opportunities to uh, to, to mutate. <laughs> to... Well, I I think I saw something that Omicron two is out currently. Uh, yeah, I've seen some talk, but apparently it was there, but then it kind of like kind of fell by the wayside because number one was just it's just so strong so now we're yeah. now now it's like neck and neck and it's like well maybe one's gonna beat out the other one but there's always there's always a, a new twist i'm sure uh yep. uh waiting us or not maybe this is there, it there's maybe. always a twist um wait for omicron lime that'll really ooh, get people yeah like you know that. like lemon lime omicron Kazaa. that's a new twist kazaa yeah lime wire LimeWire, Kazaa, Bearshare. Uh, I'm going to get Napster. Yeah, or, you know, like Diet Omicron. That could be mm. something that could uh, potentially come out soon. Oh, I prefer COVID-0. COVID-0? Is that the clear one? 
Uh, yeah. Like the crystal one? I don't know. We have to ask Oliver Granger about it. Oh, right. He does do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know people are melting down. I have a friend who's a high school teacher. And uh, apparently it's like test season and stuff like that. And apparently there is a large number of students crying at tests. Like in their class, like two kids were just visibly crying onto their test as they were taking it. Not not that the class is too hard. It's just like it's that's the world for these kids now, it seems. You know what I mean? Good. Good. Because they're bouncing in and out of fucking being isolated and then being back in class and. Like, it's like, here you go, man. Oh, man. Here's your test. Man. Well, you know, RJ, at least they can, they can sleep uh, well knowing that there's a, a convoy. There's a convoy coming. Oh, yeah. The Freedom across One? Across the Canada convoy. Convoy. I, I saw Freedom. Their, uh, so you're, you're pro-convoy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, RJ. I, I was a little confused at uh, what, what you meant there. Uh, I, I couldn't tell if you're pro-convoy. I just, this is or... this is all I see on social media right now. I don't hear about movies. I, I Once in a while, I'll see something about, like, Star Trek. And Spider-Man. Um, I see. Oh boy! So to to end that conversation, uh, sure. Facebook, my oh, Facebook no. feed, it really likes to give me Marvel group memes. Stop! Stop! Uh, I I don't googling I, Marvel stuff so I, I, much. I never looked them up in my life, RJ. I, I've, well, I, haven't, they, I haven't seen you any must of have these done movies. Something. I don't know what it is. It's like is it because I work for a comic store and I'm supposed to care about this shit. So all I do is uh, like you know, I, I hit a button and I go yeah. hide all from this. But no matter no matter, no matter how many times I, I do it, there's another one. Still won't go. Marvel Portal, Marvel something saying like, now Spider Man, Sam Raimi Spider Man's the first MCU movie, and you're like, I mean, what does that even? Cares? What does that even matter? It's not. Isn't X Men the first? Well, and then that's the next meme, RJ. The meme, then it's like, oh yeah, Snicket Bub, and I, oh yeah, see, see, this is, see, I'm not even buying into it, but I can write this copy. Yeah, I mean, you look, I mean? look how much thought you put into that. Uh, hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, did you see that The Rock wants to get even bigger than what comic uh, adaptations will allow him to be? That's that's what I saw that you sent me. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know either, but it, apparently it's news. It wants to be big. It says The Rock wants to be bigger than the comic character, and you go, okay, cool. Interesting news, guys. So which Spider-Man do you relate to most? Oh, boy. Ben Riley. Ben Riley. Yeah, are you, you're a Ben Riley guy, aren't you? Um, no, I'm, I'm more of a – I'm going to be one of the web-slingers. Isn't Ben Riley a web slinger? He doesn't no. swing webs. He just wears a no, cut off hoodie. That was a comic series. That was like when uh, Peter, when Spider Man had to go into hiding. Um, there was then he was like pretending to be four different superheroes for one month. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why? Because uh, Spider Man was wanted for murder. Who did he kill? He didn't. He didn't kill someone. He was framed. Oh, but they found they found like because you know Spider Man. Uh, kind of suspends burglars that he catches from like you know yeah. lampposts well this one his whole face was all like sealed over with webs 
Man, that sounds like and a so great idea so for Spider-Man. So comic. he suffocated and died, and they're like, "Spider-Man killed this man. We gotta, we gotta arrest him." Did he actually though? Do you think? No. Do you think he like he no. did it? Like it was a mystery. Actually? It became a murder mystery, and uh, if I like these aren't my webs, they're not the right synthetic, or were they? And it's like, where would someone get my synthetic webs to frame me? It's like it's very taut. That's what I'm getting at. I see. I see. Yeah. You know. Are about, you taught? You know about taut? Uh, I do know about taut. I remember it in a Batman thing. There's a was it the Red Hood movie? I remember it's <laughs> it's really stupid. I remember there's a line where it was like they try to like hook Red Red Hood's leg and then he like cuts it and it's like look he cut it as soon as it went taut. And then it was like, only someone with training would know how to do that. And I, re- I, I just remember that line. I, I watched that movie like 15 years ago or whenever it came out. And I just, it stuck with me forever. I was like, what is he talking about? Taught. Oh, it was called Web Slingers. It was called Slingers. Slingers? No. Like, it would have been cooler if it was Slickers. Like, City Slickers? Because there was like, oh God, Ricochet was one of them. Hornet? Hornet? Hornet. Hmm. I am on board with that. I don't even know if you believe me. This is uh, this is real stuff, though. That he was called Hornet. Yeah. You seen this? You hear this? Let me see. Ah. (laughs) What was his superpower? Not being cool. He threw discs. Discs. Oh, they destructo discs at least. Then there was dusk. (laughs) Dusk. Yeah, that was another one. Dusk. 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 My friends call me Dusk. What do your friends call you, Jarrett? Uh, Jarrett. They all. They just call you Jarrett. Yeah, if they even get that right. Sometimes Jared. Yeah. What about Garrett? Never make re- way for Ricochet. Yeah. No. No one calls me Garrett, other than on Nobody the show. Nobody calls you Garrett. I I have a hard time believing that people have called you Garrett before, though, right? Like in your lifetime? At some point, but no one really calls me that. You know what I'm saying? I know one guy who does. Is this another picture of Garrett? Yeah. Man, you're sending me a lot of... Who's this Thor looking dude? Uh, I think that's... Shit. That's not Hornet. So there's Hornet is the guy with the visor. Ricochet yeah. is the guy with the parted hair. Yeah. D- Dusk is in all in black. And then, yeah, there's like the... What is his name? I don't mind Hornet. Prodigy. Pro- Prodigy. Prodigy. Prodigy's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I don't mind Hornet. He's kind of cool. He he looks very nineties, ish. This is well, you know this, what I mean. This was the these comics came out in the nineties. Yeah. Well, they're trying. I'm, to, they're tr- they were trying to do like a Death of Superman idea, where they're like, oh, these are gonna be these are gonna be some uh, hot character concepts. Remember Cyborg Superman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do remember Cyborg Superman. Remember Eradicator? Do you remember Cyborg? Do you remember Eradicator? Uh, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think I do. At yeah, least. you do. I believe I do. Well, this is, uh, nonstop Riveting? action here on the podcast, <laughs> talking about everything but movies, as we you don't need to talk about like movies. it. We don't need to talk about movies. So what else is going on with you, Jer? Our J. J. Dogs. Um, jeez, I, I have I've, I had a st- a big ass horrible sty on my eye for Ugh. for days. 
It like it was this, it was like a big pussy pee in my eyelid, RJ. I'm not I'm not thrilled about this, but it, it finally it, it went just before recording. Um, do you know how you get a sty? Uh, it's just like a blockage, like in a gland. Do you know what kind of blockage it is? Uh, poor. Diarrhea. No. So you walked right into that one, Jared. Well, I mean, you walked right into it. I know you're all about that, but different, different uh, orifice. Well, it's all the same hole, though. No, <laughs> it's not. Eventually, it all goes it, through it's, the it's... same hole. No. <laughs> Well, Jared, one day we eyes, all die. Eyes and buttholes are, don't should not be crossing paths. I agree with you because that's how you get a sty. I'm just kidding. Do you get styes, styes often? Not for a long time. Because mm. I've never had a sty. Good, but uh, once you get once you get them, uh, yeah, can, yeah, it's a real like. There was a a kid that we grew up with that she used to get styes all the time. And uh, it was always like, we were always kind of like, what's up with this kid? Why she gets styes all the time? It was like, is she dirty? Does she eat too many chocolate bars? Or is it something else? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, and I, I still don't have an answer. Maybe so, it was uh, undiagnosed uh, yeah. other things. Yeah. I feel like it's, I know you can get them when you're young and stuff, but like, I do feel like styes are a real sign of just aging. Uh, you know, like, old, like you see someone at the sty, you're like, oh, that dude's old. Must be. Well, um, or or another thing can can vote is from rosacea, which I do have. So. Oh, that's where your diarrhea gets blocked, right? Right. Yeah. That. See, there you go. Now you know. Like that's yes. why. That's why. That's why Bill Clinton uh, has that big nose. Well, that's because he's always playing the saxophone and he's out of breath. That's why he's got uh, rosy cheeks and diarrhea. You didn't know that. And diarrhea. Oh yeah, and the diarrhea. Yeah. But those things go hand in hand. Saxophone. Mm-hmm. Diarrhea. Mm-hmm. This. This. That. Podcast. Okay. So that's been fun. Uh, these. Whoa. Yeah, styes are gross. Did, did you just send what, me something? What happened? I don't know. Something, I did not. Something went beep boop. Oh, dear. I did not send you something. Oh, my God. Sounds like a scammer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, are you, did you just get hacked? No. Did you just get hacked? I did not. Well, how would you know? Maybe I'm the. Are ha- you being hacked as we speak? Maybe I'm the hacker. Maybe, maybe the freedom you convoy like didn't it. like me throwing shade. I mean, you're turning into a robot a bit, so maybe you are a hacker. Am I really? I shouldn't be. Yeah, but only on my end. No, okay. But so if you can hear me, then we're fine. We're good. We're golden. Because yeah, you do the recording. We're golden grams. Yeah. You want to hear from the yeah, email, so babe? Got emails yeah, from females. Yeah. Did you get Did you get any styes this is, weekend? Is it brimming full? Like your is your Did you get any styes this did weekend? Did I get any what styes? Uh, not the ones that you the not the kind you're talking about. Okay, you got the other kind of like a different like, kind of like, sty, like, like a pig sty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of messy. You know that. Yeah. Look at the right. Look at the height you're, you're aware of. Look that at the, situation. Look at the height that your hair is getting. So first off, RJ. Yes. We got a an email from one corpse. Corpse. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard from corpse in quite a while. Indeed, it's been a while. It's been a while. Quite a while. With quite an a while. email entitled, 
speaking in farts. Ooh. I like that. My dudes. Mm-hmm. What's cracking? Mm-hmm. I fell behind on my podcasting over the holidays, but I am almost caught back up and felt compelled to write in. Uh-oh. Weeks ago, before Bagul ended Rob Eagle's podcasting dreams, you <laughs> fellas asked him if there were any films that he's watched and enjoyed after hearing about them on the podcast. Rob may not have any faith in your recommendations, but old Corpsey Boy had a few titles come to mind. Ooh, what kind? I have three RJ picks off the top of my head, but Uh-oh. honestly, I think they were all recommended to him by Jarrett originally. Oh, no, not Jarrett picks. The uh, the gems I speak of include The Suckling. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Gargoyles. Uh, oh, yeah. Gotta love gargoyles. And Things. Yeah, all good stuff. I, I, I mean, Jarrett might have had some influence on that, but I don't want to say too much influence. You know what I mean? All, Those are all good movies. All beauties. And yes. I'm grateful for hearing about them on the pod. Oh, yeah. As far as Jarrett picks go, though, uh, things get a little darker. That's very true. I remember the time Jarrett read out loud the plot synopsis for the demonic mind meld of a film called Begotten. Free on Mm. YouTube, a silent film with uh, unique and morbidly unforgettable imagery. I've recommended that one to a couple of my metalhead friends and received some positive feedback. Nice. So it plays in the metal community? Mm Mm-hmm. Good, good, good to know. Second would be the works of Brian Paulin. Mm. I've scavenged the seven seas in search of streams of his films, and the only one I could find was Fetus. More morbid goodness. I remember that one. I still check every so often to see if I can find a copy of Cryptic Plasm out there, as I am very much intrigued. Mm -hmm. What a beauty poster for Fetus, too. Well, I mean, I, I think I just noted that uh, Corpse just watched a a Brian Pollen film this very day. What? Like, Was he, it Cryptic Plasm? No, no. He watched Blood Pigs. Oh. You you talked about that last year, right? Uh, a couple years ago. A couple years ago? Uh, yeah. I, I'm glad uh, someone set him up with some more Brian Pollen films. Mm. And f- uh, finally, the last film that come to mind when thinking of Creep Picks would be the Violent Jack series. A mm-hmm. badass protagonist just tearing his way through comic book style villains. I love the 80s style animation and the soundtrack sounds like it came straight from the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Mm-hmm. After loving the Orotsukudoji movies, I was looking mm-hmm. for something similar and although there are no demon tentacle penises, I was still not disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean penises. <sighs> penises. Even so, if they're not there. You know? So needless to say, Raw mm-hmm. Beagle might not respect you guys, but at least Corpse does. And I'll welcome any and all recommendations from the two creepiest podcasters alive. Oh, baby. Even if it's a movie about a fat guy in tidy whities with a butthole for a mouth who speaks in farts and constantly shits all over himself. Creep I... it real, my dudes. Love, Corpse. Wow. It's good to hear from Corpse again, you know what I mean? What a guy. Um, Are you familiar with the film that he's describing, RJ? Uh, I was going to say it sounds like a corpse pick. So, Well, uh, this, was, this was a movie that I actually uh, sent along corpse's way. Um, 
a recommendation. I don't know where yeah. I don't know where he found it. Uh, I I had just seen it kind of pop up on my, uh, someone else's feed of watching it, I guess, and I was like, whoa, 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 what is this? And how how the heck how the heck RJ has corpse not seen hell atosis the legend of mm. stink mouth i i see i see and did you did you watch this film as well just I, to... nope i have not i uh I, Why not? I blindly recommended this one. Oh, you just you just figured it was a corpse pick yeah well would you would you like me to read the synopsis i mean i feel like you already have but okay he creeps he crawls he shits and when five unsuspecting people stumble upon his domain, he sets out on a quest for victims, leaving a trail of unspeakable and stinky carnage in his wake. <laughs> he's stink yeah. mouth, and he's a crazed killer with a unique physical condition that gives new meaning to the term potty mouth in this instant gross-out classic. Mm. I mean, if there were ever a corpse pick, I don't know. What would you be think more? Would be that one? What, what could outdo hell? Atosis. I mean, I liked the stink talk. That was pretty good. Like all the talk of stinking and stinking. Impossibly, RJ. Helatosis is seventy-four minutes long. What? <laughs> How? How indeed? How? Well, so are you going to watch it next Cryptober, though? Because I feel like you owe it to him. I don't owe it. A little it. bit. Uh, no, I mean, I did him the favor. By I know by recommending it, but I feel like I feel like you need to do one better and, like, actually watch it yourself just uh, to, you know. Uh, well, I'd have to figure out where, where one could watch such a classy film. I'm sure Corpse, uh, Corpse uh, owns it and could probably send it your way. I don't know if he owns it. Who wouldn't own a movie like maybe, that? Maybe it's streaming out there. Maybe it's on Tubi. I if there's anything that could be on Tubi, or like that would most likely be on Tubi, that's the one that would be on Tubi. You know what I mean? That's a Tubi pick. You should you should also watch uh, that space shit terror movie oh, on yeah. Tubi next next Creeptober. <laughs> Add it to your watch list, boy. Oh boy, I mean, what, I'm already I'm already too too deep for. Uh... Creeptober, and we're, it's not—it's not even February yet. Well, I mean, but it's—we're gonna have a long way to wait because we don't even know. Uh, you know, we—we we don't have all the market reports yet back on uh, Fred Olin May, but uh, word on the like the stocks is that uh, the stocks—the stocks—they—they could have been the last one based on the performance of the uh, oh, the episode. Shit, you know, no, and I—I I, I don't want to say I just. Good thing I moved all my money into crypto. Uh, well, yeah, but how, even how, then, uh, how's how are my bitcoins doing? Since Fred'll still get you two months ago here. Let's see here. Bit, I mean, Bitcoin. Oh, not not doing good. Oh, <laughs> not doing good. Uh, it's kind of like gone full circle from July uh, oh. of last year to now. It's, it's kind of it's a it's a it, there was an arc, but yeah. hey. I mean, if you were if you got in back in like 2017, when it was like 1200 or something like that for uh, for eight and Bitcoin, uh, you'd be still looking at forty six thousand dollars for one. Jeez, that's Canadian dollars. And it, at one point, RJ, uh, mm-hmm. it was at eighty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Uh, what are you, you gonna know, What are you What are you gonna do with all your crypto, RJ? When uh, your job decides, hey. We're just gonna start paying you in crypto. You you don't know how much money it actually will be by the time your bills come up, but uh, yeah, 
it, it only... really speaks to you know uh you know the the obsolescence of fiat currency am i right that's what it's all about so sending a message the what obsolescence obsolescence rj oh okay um i mean i i'm kind of glad that i haven't really followed along with the crypto stuff because i feel like it's kind of baloney you know what i mean like i know it's worth a lot of money but like <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm 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 happy I don't like follow it like that because I feel like it would just bum me out or something. The only crypto <laughs> I want to be involved is in Bigfoot? is uh, the the crypt keeper. Not Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Is he crypto? Cryptozoology baby. Ah, like cryptids? Is that is that what a cryptid is? Yeah. Or is cryptid something else? I wonder. Wow. Oh, hey, I wonder if there's any uh cryptid crypto I can get in on. There's got to be like, like, you know, there is. Oh, look at coin, 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 gecko.com. Oh, why do I do this? Why do I look? I don't know why you do this. Just be like me. RJ, you know what it's worth? What? It's worth 0.0057 cents. Fucking invest now, bud. For a cryptid. Invest now. Yeah. You better get it on that Grimace coin too, because it sounds like McDonald's is taking that all the way. Yeah, uh, I've heard good things about Meta's coin too. That's uh, uh. definitely not going to crash and burn. Unlike Actium Jackson Maximus. Holy shit! Um, He's back, baby. Who wrote an email in entitled "Porn." Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, creeps! Hope this email finds you well. How is it finding you, RJ? Uh, I mean, it doesn't find me at all. You know what I mean? I'm here, if that counts for finding me. (laughs) In a sense. To start off the year, I figured I'd begin with an unconventional goal of watching more porn. That is, porn loggable and letterboxed. What does he mean by porn loggable? Well, there's... Oh, yeah, because they added all that porn. Yes, right. I understand. They they legislated it into being loggable. Yes, I understand. Huge. Porn. In my quest to check out as many of those pixelated posters, I was wondering if you had any suggestions, Jarrett. Although RJ is welcome to recommend any as well. Yeah, I uh, I know that there's this one porno, uh, Jarrett, called um, uh, The Bible. It's the only porn I, I follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the best one. It's the best one. There's nudity. There's um, relations. And it'll tell you exactly what'll happen uh, if you get involved in any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my two cents. What about you? The Bible. Uh, yeah. yes. So far, the opening of Misty Beethoven, an adaptation of Pygmalion, and oh. Anyone But My Husband, which came to Vinegar Syndrome recently, um, have been standouts that I'd suggest. Additionally, I thought I'd recommend Fort Apache. I'm sure certified big Ford boy, the love machine, can attest to its greatness. That, that's that, that's 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 quite that's quite a leap there from porn recommendations to John Ford's Ford Apache. Ah, uh, I don't think so. I think those two things go pretty hand in I hand. Think, no, uh, different kinds of hands, RJ. Jarrett. Finally, The Farmer will be getting a Blu-ray release this February after over a decade of waiting. Any thoughts? Keep up the excellent work. Acting Jackson Maximus. Goddamn, it's good to hear from him. 
Indeed, indeed. Uh, f- uh, f- yeah, the farmer saw that announced, finally got that confirmation. So that's cool. That's good. Maybe I'll have to uh, buy it and rewatch it compared to the grimy ass thing that I watched a couple mm. months ago that was, I think, pretty unwatchable. But what was it? What? The grimy ass thing that you watched? The farmer. Oh, I, I, I watched. I watched the. I watched the one that got leaked on YouTube, That's and it, it looked okay. like, and it looked like shit. And it's like, how can anyone rate this thing? It's you can't watch it. So that's cool. That's coming out finally. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Uh, Ford Apache. I've never seen it, but maybe uh, Sam Loveland can tell us about it next week. I think he's running out All of right, Jerry Lewis movies I'm... to watch. Oh, I thought he was going to be on the podcast or something. Oh, well, I mean, he could be. Uh, yeah, he could be on any week, to be honest. I mean, he can come and talk about Met- Met- Metropolitan. <laughs> Does anyone want to talk about Metropolitan? Hey, that's that's the, uh, so far, the only appearance of Lloyd Kaufman in the Criterion Collection. Lloyd Kaufman is in Metropolitan? He is in the movie. Okay, well, I have questions, but let's, I know it's coming up soon, so maybe let's, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, right, Jared? That's right, that's right. Um, and as far as porno... Uh, RJ recommends the Bible. Yep, and I'm sticking and, with that. Uh, let's see here. I, I I did tag some some adult features recently that I had seen. Like porns. What? Like pornos? Adult features, RJ. Is that not porn? Keep, keep keeping it classy, you know. Oh, I see. You're trying to you're trying to class up porno. <laughs> trying to class up porno. I see. I see. I see. Everything, this this whole conversation is just deciding to slow down the browser search engine that would usually bring this right up. Let's Maybe take that's a, a sign. Well, I have to mention um, my um, free plug to Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, usually co- around the Valentine's Day weekend, the Vinegar Syndrome does a 50% off sale on their adult films. How adult? Uh, hardcore pornography, RJ. God damn it! Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Are you look? Are you looking up? Uh, how about winter heat? <laughs> What's that one about? Give me the uh, give me the synopsis. Okay. Uh, Sam Sanchez actually commented on my review for Winter Heat. RJ okay. Pick. Sam, you son of a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> the tagline for this film: uh-huh. explicit action to make you blush. Uh, that's okay. I don't mind that. A quartet of slimy degenerates, ruthless leader Stevie, antagonistic Joey, <laughs> dim-witted Benji, and their depraved, uh, distaffed companion, Agnes, seek refuge mm. in a remote snowbound cabin. After discovering a trio of innocent young women residing in said cabin, the perverted gang decide to abuse and terrorize the hapless and helpless ladies. The perverted gang? Yeah. That's kind of like... I don't want to say people have said the same about us, but like... About you, for sure. You know what I mean? Oh, let's take a gander here. Um, So, I'm a... I would consider I would consider Lorna the Exorcist the uh, Jess Franco movie hardcore. But uh, what does hardcore mean? You have to. What's the standard between hardcore and normcore? It's, it's normcore and hardcore. Well, hard hardcore yeah. in this is uh, 
real like when when RJ and a lot of mm-hmm. other people when they say oh you're watching porno cuz there's like naked people in it mm-hmm. well this is actually porno and cuz this is and this is hardcore where there is insertion full full on not this softcore stuff where it's just people like doing stuff on top of one another and mm-hmm. like with with saxophones that this is uh as as the kids say rumpy pumpy stuff which word would the kids use? Rumpy, pumpy. Are you sure? Yeah, that's what the kids are all saying. Okay, and true. you're sure that that's the word they would use? Hundred percent. Okay, I'm gonna disagree. You could uh, check out the film Corruption. What's that one about? Uh, let's grab the synopsis. This one oh, is what? Uh, Roger Watkins directed it. Okay, and it's kind of like. I don't know. I wouldn't want to call it a David Lynch pornography, but... But it is? I don't know. I have no idea. So, synopsis. This is a story about a businessman that sells his soul for power. However, he is betrayed by a courier associate and finds himself answering to his formal employee. Formal employee. I'm not even... That's what it says. Just formal? Yeah. The businessman okay. must then call upon his sleazy half brother to help him set things right, or so he mm. thinks. Okay, maybe it's, a, maybe it's about memory, RJ. How how much about memory though? <laughs> because you know, is it about memory? Is it about grief and loss potentially yeah. as well? Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Okay, I'm a little bit more on board with that then. Okay, it sounds half decent and also from uh, Roger Watkins there is her name was Lisa uh, there's a that's the title of the film is her name was Lisa yep okay uh, be Lisa's next victim uh, the the poster for this RJ reads full erection 100% finally a film I can rave about erotically stupendous says Hustler Magazine. And then, 100%, the best sex film you'll see this year, Vanessa is Dynamite, from Screw Magazine. It is also stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Is it erection 100%? Full erection, 100%. Yeah, I like that one. That one's okay with me. That's pretty good. I feel like uh, RJ's polka would be Boing. Boing. I like that one. It's funny. Be Lisa's next victim. At Lisa's funeral, the people in her life gather to memorialize her, reflecting on how their own deeds sent her down a path of self-destruction and death. As each memory unfolds on screen, Lisa is seen to transform from a naive model to a manipulative vixen, to a tragic victim of her own insecurities and victimization. What kind of victimization? I don't. You have to watch it for yourself. Find out. God damn it! Uh, you could also check out this Scandinavian film called Breaking Point by mm. Boarn Vabinius. It is a curious movie. Oh, actually, it looks like Jackson has seen it. Oh, so he's got one up on you already. Well, I, I mean, I've seen it, so that's one. So that's unneeded. Don't need to see that one. How about mm-hmm. Bat Pussy, RJ? No, I am aware of the film. I have no interest. I'm sure it's fine. I just... it, 
you know, it's one that you can like, you know, sit down with uh, a loved one and just sit back and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who is the audience for this? I mean, there's an audience for anything, right? People listen to this mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of like the bat pussy of podcasts. It's In fact, the tag the the, the tagline for Bad Pussy, much like the Criterion Creeps, the one, the only. We've never said that. I mean, I know we're the only podcast. We're the one and only Criterion podcast, but like I've never outright said that, have I? The citizens of Gotham City are under attack by <laughs> smut filmmakers, and only one hero can help. Bat Pussy, played by Dora Dildo hangs out in her secret headquarters, aka an outhouse. When her twat begins to twitch, this is in quotes, warning her of imminent crime, mm-hmm. Bat Pussy hops on her holy hippity hop to foil the grotesque sex schemes of unhappily married couple Buddy and Sam. Considered to be the first porn parody. The unidentified lunatic filmmakers have never been located, providing further proof that this movie was most likely made by extraterrestrials. Um, what? Yep, that's in the write-up. Uh, okay. So they're they're also claiming to be the first ever porn parody? Uh, that's what they're alleging here in 1973. Do you buy it? No. Like, is no. It, that's, you don't think so? It's called marketing, baby. That's marketing. No. Yeah, that is marketing. There's some pretty. There's some. Uh, I've got a. I've got a little list, RJ. Though some vinegar syndrome pornos. You got pornos. Yeah. Uh, you want to watch them with me? You want to watch Pretty Peaches, Taboo One, Two, Three, and Four, um, Sex World. That's a sci-fi one. I know you like sci-fi. Jarrett. <laughs> Jarrett. Jarrett. Jarrett sci-fi sex world i mean that one i'd maybe watch but i don't want to watch it with you though <laughs> why i mean we're, we're film watchers we're just gonna sit back and go hmm look at that shot the writing it's like poetry is it rhyme right it is rhythm mm. you wanna you wanna hear uh from sam sanchez Maybe. Is he going to be talking about pornos as well? Uh, COVID correction. Oh, okay. That's fine. As long as there's no porno. Uh, well, no guarantees. I gotta wait till I get in here. <clears throat> Hello once again. Hello. So last week, I yes. mentioned my son had tested positive for the vid and said he Uh-oh. was feeling great, which I thought Jarrett <laughs> misread. But nope, I just forgot the crucial not feeling great. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's good. It's like, oh that fucking Jarrett. Nope. No. Man, you honestly, you can't uh, you can't rate that kind of humor. That's uh A plus stuff. Uh, so yeah. Like he's feeling better now. <laughs> but still testing positive about seven days after the initial positive test. Oh shit. It's not good. So it's still lingering. And now, these yeah. last two days, both his younger brothers have tested positive after trying so hard to quarantine them away from their older brother. Shit. I somehow I'm... keep coming up negative despite being around them all the time and people at work coming up positive. 
I'm starting to suspect I may have had it recently and was asymptomatic during an eight-day window during this all between negative tests. I, I don't know what to so tell you, Sam. probably his fault? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's the new pa- patient Sam. Patient Sam? No. Yep. Fuck, it's about time someone else got fi- hit. Fi- fi- finally, things are coming up. Aces for Sam, who's already uh. had COVID once. There's a lot of people. I've heard of, um, you know, uh, husband and wives where husband had it for days yeah, and wife never gets it. And even when it's the more uh, virulent, it takes sometimes mm-hmm. like a full week and then suddenly it kicks in. And it's just like, I don't know. Well, Playboy, that's the same with what happened over here. I mean, Andrea never got it when I, while, while I had it. And mm-hmm. we were together for like three days before before we even before isolation was a thing mm-hmm. and then they're like hey you guys should isolate and we went we should we went, uh-oh or isolate from each other is what i mean mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah well, that's stuff. well i know of uh one anti-vaxxer who sure did wind up getting it and they're like you know almost two weeks in and they're like man i'm tired <laughs> it's like yeah it's not not great not great but- well, that's the thing, man. I, I was saying for a long time, it doesn't. For a lot of, for a lot of people, it doesn't just go away. Some people, sure, I guess, but a lot of people, it doesn't go away. You know, I mean, there's the people who never got, who never even had a chance to get vaccinated because it didn't exist yet, and I mean, they got it, and sometimes they didn't even know it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a harsh mistress. This COVID also business. not good, you know. Yeah. Also not good. Yeah. What do you want to get next? A what venereal disease. Well, I mean, I do know that Creepsville Chief Medical Officer is very concerned about syphilis. Uh, yeah, that was uh, they pushed that for a long time, hey. Yeah, we can't do anything. We can't do anything about COVID anymore. We got syphilis to deal with, and and it's never been mentioned ever again. When 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 the the Delta wave came, it's so funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> they're they're fucking morons. People, Are, people, yeah, people, sh- people should not be, have jobs. I yeah, people might say. think we're kidding, but yeah, there was a big push for a while where it was like, hey guys, we know COVID is like kind of a thing, but like really though, we're really just worried about like this this syphilis outbreak. It's <laughs> it's not looking good, you guys. Yeah, because apparently syphilis is airborne. <laughs> uh well not quite. No, it's not, but not quite. Yeah, but it's... it does it will result in a hole in your head. Uh, you ever seen that? I have not. It's not good. I don't recommend Googling it. I've seen those, the mm-hmm. holes in the heads that are created, and you go, ew. <laughs> Syphilitic holes. Syphilitic holes, man. Which is the name of a band. Speaking of syphilitic holes, Sam yes. continues, that said, Royal Rumble is just three days away now. Ooh. I'm kind of surprised RJ isn't familiar with Big E. Both Big E and RJ reportedly are fans of big meaty men slapping meat, and Big E is now one of the meatiest men out there. Wait, whoa, whoa! What do you mean? What does he mean by meaty? Can you confirm this? Is he in fact one big of the e? meatiest? Big E yeah. is pretty, pretty, pretty yoked man. He's pretty. He's big man. Pretty meaty. He, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Look him up, Big E. If I look up Big E, is, is it just going to be like a code word for like a dong or something? No, no, you'll see. He oh, does... I know this guy. Yeah, you know that guy. He gyrates. Yeah. I didn't know he... 
I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't know this dude had, like, a name, because every time I've ever seen him, he was just kind of, like, moving in the background, like, doing the wave, and I was like, is that is that what that dude, dude does? That's... So this is the beefy guy now of uh, the WWE? He, he was, briefly. Or just one of. There, he already uh, he got pinned by Brock Lesnar. Well, who hasn't? <laughs> ah, this is, this is, yeah, I mean, he's that hot young star, Brock Lesnar. Hey, did I ever tell you about uh, the friend of mine who's a big wrestling boy about how he, um, uh, like, you know how Brock Lesnar has a farm out in Saskatchewan? Have I ever told you that story? Yeah, I know about that. Every, everyone knows about that, RJ. No, but do you know, uh, like, the story about with my friend? Uh, so my friend works in agriculture. Yeah. Uh, and he he does, like, uh, he, he would go to, like, field shows and stuff like that. I can't remember what uh, what he does. Uh, but uh, one time he was walking at one of these field shows, and he fell in um, a hole. And he was like in the hole and he's like, ah, and then he just felt a hand grab his shirt and pull him out of the hole, like and off the off the ground, like a foot and then put him down. And he looked and it was just Brock Lesnar. And he's like, there you go. And then he and he was like, holy shit. He thanked him and he uh, and they parted their ways. But uh, I think he said he he's a huge guy. Like he went to SummerSlam the year before COVID this guy. So he's a. He's a big wrestling boy. He was pretty pretty stoked. Yeah, he he was saved from a hole by Brock Lesnar. He was saved from a hole from by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean he should be posting that story on Squared Circle. Uh maybe he has already. Like I, I mean that's uh that's what people that's what they're living for. Is uh Lesnar stories? Yeah, being saved from <laughs> holes, being pulled from holes, pulled from holes. So I, I, so I've never told you that story before. I don't. I'm surprised. No, I, I don't think so. Well, it happened. It happened. It can't unhappen. Well, you know uh, what I mean? I, I'm going to send you a picture of uh, Brock coming out on Raw this week. Coming out on Raw? Yep. Like in which way? Like coming out down the <gasps> ramp. Cowboy Brock, eh? Cowboy Brock. I see that. I yeah. like that. I'm in, I'm on board with that. Do you mm-hmm. think he pulled anyone out of any holes at the time? No, he just was. He was stomping holes. Which kind? Mud holes. Oh my god. You know, in, in your ass. Oh my god. You know about that? You know about that, Steve Austin? I know about Stone Cold. Wait, what's what's he <laughs> got to do with mud asses? Who? Well, you said Stone Cold. Well, Stone Wait. Cold. We were talking about mud asses, and you said stone cold. Stone cold stomps mud holes. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's one of his sayings. That's one of his sayings? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Stone cold stomps mud holes? Stomp a mud hole in someone or something. I don't. To tear someone a new ass. (laughs) I don't believe this at all. (laughs) What? You never heard Steve Austin say that? (laughs) <laughs> this is the craziest thing I've ever fucking what? heard. Oh my god! And I watched you wrestling are... during the Stone Cold what? days. Oh my god! That's like his, that was his thing. I watched wrestling during these days, and I have never heard something. I would stomp, stomp a mud ass? hole in the Rock's ass and walk it dry. I mean, all right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not doubting you. Like, I'm sure. Okay, fine. Whatever. It probably happens, but. I don't know, man. I'm very. I don't know, man. I'm just disappointed in you, frankly. You should be disappointed in all of us, to be honest. But stomping assholes, hey? No. Uh, sticking huh. sticking on the wrestling. Yeah. 
Was curious uh, if Jared is familiar with and or a fan of Danhausen. Seems to be gaining some popularity just via Twitter and YouTube and has a pretty entertaining comedy gimmick. Uh, initially was turned off by him, but grew to enjoy some of the stuff I've seen, though I could see it getting old eventually if ran into the ground. I could see him being mm. used as a Svengali Elvira type figure even outside of wrestling. I've mostly recently heard he was interviewed by Fangoria. I think I just saw that today, but I have no idea in what context. I do also appreciate that he initially came up wrestling as Kid Gorgeous, though I don't believe he ever became Kid Gruesome or Kid Presentable. Curious if he does end up in AEW, which seems to be likely. All right, guys, Austin Theory taking the rumble this year. Who does he think's taking the rumble? Austin Theory. Who's that? That's a wrestler. He's a new Many, guy. I, I, these guys sound I've, fucking real. Austin Theory. You never. So, uh, have you encountered online RJ in your travels? Yeah. Danhausen. 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 One word. It's like that sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Uh, he's kind of like a. What do we call? It? He he wears kind of like the death paint, death mask paint, like a black metal guy. Kind of oh, like misfits ish, yeah. uh, but he's like got this gimmick where he's like a goblin man. He talks mm-hmm. in the third person like Gollum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've never. So the I, new Bray Wyatt. Uh, <laughs> he could wind up being like that. I think I I would hope that he's maybe a better wrestler than that. See, that's the thing. It's like no one actually talks about Danhausen being like a particularly. There's I sent you the spelling of it. I, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Danhausen. Yeah, yeah, he broke his leg, like doing in, what? Uh, wrestling. Wrestling who? Some guy, I'm assuming. Okay. I couldn't I tell you who. That. He was like on an indie show. Okay. And he broke his his broke his damn leg, um, which kind his of Dan de- leg. His Dan leg, and so uh-huh. that kind of that's kind of derailed his momentum a bit. Okay. I mean, give him another like few months, and I'm sure he'll be good. He's been doing interviews because uh, what else is he going to do? He's interesting. Even um, crusty old Jim Cornette uh, thinks it's hilarious. I don't know about it. I've I've never seen the guy wrestle, so I don't I don't know how his work is. Uh, Character wise, I think visually it's interesting, but I I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a little it feels a little cornball at times. <laughs> I follow yeah. for the most part. We'll see. But, I mean, I, I it was kind of like the same thing with Orange Cassidy, who's mm-hmm. also kind of a gimmick wrestler. But when you actually see him do stuff, it's like, well, that's pretty impressive. I don't know if Danhausen has that kind of quality to him. But, yeah. I've kind of grouped them into the same thing where I'm like, yeah, they're... There's like a cap to what it is. And there's it's a fine it's a fine uh, niche to fill. But we'll we'll find out. And this is Danhausen, hey? Danhausen. I think his name would be cooler if it was Wolfhausen. Yeah. How cool would that be? Wolfhausen. Wolfhausen? It'd be do you know what I mean? It's like a Castlevania character. Wolfhausen. Dan. How come there's no like Castlevania characters in WWE? Yeah. What you mean like Bray Wyatt? <laughs> no. Not like Bray Wyatt. I'm talking about cool people. Not Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Other people. <laughs> Other people. 
other people. Unaffiliated. I'm just taking a look and see if there's been anyone added since last time. Oh, what a bunch of bums. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of bums in the world, Jared. You know what I mean? There's a lot of bums and chums. Oh, Bobby Roode's still around? My goodness. What about Randy Roode? Uh, Ra- Ra- Randy Orton? No, Randy Roode. Randy the guy Rude. who would, you know, who would oh, like, no. Rick Roode. Rick Roode? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Rick Roode. Yeah, but who's Randy Roode? D- doesn't exist. Are you sure? Yes. God damn it. It's too hard to keep track of all these. What would I mean, you, one could describe Rick Root as being Randy. Yeah, I think so. Talking about, you know, you know, Creepsville City Sweat Hogs. Hmm. Are there any hog-based wrestlers? Uh, yeah. Uh, was it Phineas? Uh, what was his name? Oh, God damn it. Uh, Did he do pig stuff? He they, they had a slop bucket because Vince McMahon <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I bet. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, I the God. Yeah, they're the Godwins. Look them up. The Godwins. Yeah, double N. The Godwins. Godwins. Okay, let's see. Let's check out the slop bucket. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at those horses. Yeah. Well, where's the pig? Um, uh, I think they might have had a pig come out once but they i don't think they like working with the pig because the pig just shit everywhere oh i see yeah it's kind of like why um british bulldog used to come out with uh whatever was matilda and matilda too um matilda also shat everywhere i mean that's what it's what i mean uh, vicious did it too so (laughs) he sure did so did did he he get barred so did the undertaker yeah, and they never got barred, so that yeah. seems well. Unfair. I mean, they they kept it in their drawers, I suppose, because yeah. they they got they're wearing them. <laughs> I think it's unfair that those animals got barred, but not those guys. So uh, I I think I'm going to call it now. Yeah, who's got, who's the, got who's got the rumble this year? Godwins. The God. I think yeah, I think they're going to be one of the surprise returning guests. What about you? Mean like uh, Hillbilly Jim? Do you think he might show up too? I would. If it was me, I would bring him back. Okay. These are the kinds of um, things I would do to change the WWE for well, the better. Well, Hillbilly Jim is 69 years old. Yeah, he could still do it. He's not getting any younger. It's now or never is what I'm saying. Yeah. Any other, it's now uh, or never. Any other thoughts on wrestling? No. Uh, the Rumble is at this weekend? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say the Godwins. That's my take. So we'll see. Godwins it is. Mm. I um yeah, no one even talks about this stuff on the st- the shows that I do still kind of like uh throw on once in a while on YouTube. Like mm. well, like they're just like, yeah, it's going to exist. It's going to be you know, Brock and Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble again. Yeah. <laughs> so, who cares? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if it was the Godwins versus um Sid Vicious? <sighs> Man, you you want Sid be uh Fight. Well, he speaking of guys who uh, broke their legs. Ugh. Yeah, I remember that one. All, I think I've all, seen his broken leg. Oh, of course you have. One of the all-time yeah. worst. They should get Sid Vicious and Joe Theismann in there together to uh, <laughs> hit each other with their broken legs. Aww. Sports. Yeah. Speaking sports. of sports, hey, sports are fake, right? I mean, I think. Yeah, most. I, of I, th- them. I think we learned that this weekend. 
yeah, Jarrett messaged me on the weekend. Is football f- fake? And I was like, uh, it's like, are you watching sports? No. Yeah, there was a there I, was a lot about a lot of que- a lot of things. You go really, yeah. really. I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, like a lot of people were kind of complaining about it, and it's like, whatever. And it's like, just don't watch. <laughs> but no, you it's like I mean? I mean, from like a I I know I know it's a Hollywood standpoint. It's great. It's like wow, amazing. Yeah, it's just like wrestling. You, you have like right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's always one of my favorite things is uh, one of the old wrestling announcers, Gordon Soley. He was like, you know, wrestling is real. It's football. That's fake. It's sports. It's fake. Look how much money there is in it. <laughs> <laughs> like that was it. That was his entire reasoning. Because these guys in wrestling, they're so afraid of being like tricked. Like they just yeah. they're like, nah, you're not gonna get one over on me, man. <laughs> I know how this I'm not I'm not gonna get ribbed, brother. I'm not a mark, brother. Brother. Brother dude. Brother. Jack I know. I know. I mean, I don't know. It'd be cool if they could just play the way they do, but there's rules that are there for a reason, and then there's officials who do things that you're like, What? And then I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, Jarrett. You just do D and D. Yeah, D and D's pure. I mean, you might. Do you ever get? Have you ever seen anyone lose it at a D and D match and like flip the board or something? Like, I know there's no board, but like if you're at a table Uh, together. Oh yeah, people get people can get really mad. (laughs) Really, this is rigged. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, it's kind of like my character would never do that, and uh, yeah, I can. Mm. It can escalate. There's some people that uh, can go too far. They. they, yeah, they get. Uh, I don't know. They f- they forget themselves. Have Have you ever forgotten yourself at a board game? At a board game, or or like a role playing game or whatever, a game night is I what I mean. Don't think at role playing games. Have Have you ever in a game situation done what people in the nineties would have s- described as spaz out? At At a game? Yeah. What, like like you mean like video games? No, oh. not a video game. Like, well, I mean, oh, like is is in video games? It's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually with video games. RJ, like have, for... have you ever like just like taken that controller and just fucking given it a flex? You're like, oh, I always control oh, flex. I, yeah, I bet, but it's yeah, not because of do, anger. RJ. It's because of tense like concentration. Oh, I'm flexing anger. that fucking you, thing. You want to you want to put it through the fucking TV, RJ? You you well, want to you want to controller flexing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you want to take that? You want to take that uh, game system and you want to. Put a fucking heel right through it because you're just like sometimes. Yeah, see, that's what so, I'm saying. Well, I, no, I mean, yeah, video games. But usually, though, I, I'm fine with that. Video too, games. I'm, I'm by myself, so no one's got to see my shame. You know what I mean? But, yeah, uh, it's you know, I would say that um, when I've been annoyed at like a board game, it's not so much the game as other people. Uh yeah, I mean, isn't that life in general? That is uh, life in general. You know, but that's usually kind of the the main factor. But video games, when it's just you versus the machine. Yeah, well, they make video games too hard. <laughs> There's got to be like there should just be too easy hard. modes. Hey, well, I, I mean, further confirmation. RJ sucks at games. Yeah, but I try, and that's what's important. <laughs> I try. It's just I can't put down the time that a sixteen-year-old kid can put down. Like I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I just I need an easy game, or like I, I need. I don't mind challenging games. It's just I get 
when they're too hard, I'm just like, man. Yeah, you don't play them. Fuck those games. Yeah, There's it's like speed easy. We don't want to play, uh, I don't know, Dark Souls 2 or something. I'm not going to. Like, I'm interested because I actually, I like the way the game looks. I'm like, that looks cool. Yeah. But it's like, man, it, like everyone's like, oh, it's really, really hard. And it's like, well, I don't want to play then. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember uh, my manhood being questioned about the whole, like, why would you play Dark Souls? Because I'm like, yeah, everything about it sounds really great. It looks neat. Um, I like the idea of the game, but mm-hmm. when, when the pitch is, oh, yeah, it's really hard, it's like, nah, I'm good. It sounds like work. They're like, oh, you just don't understand. You're like, you're, you're just not capable of it. Or like, I'm like, what are you talking I think about? That's bullshit. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right. If you someone play your fucking game that no, you're not even gonna give a shit about in like ten yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like a capable capability thing. That's what I mean. It's like people just need to fucking relax. If you yeah, like hard it's... games, cool. I, I just, I just wish there was always the option. Super fucking hard incel mode, or like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I work a full time job, easy mode. Like I just wish yeah. that was the with the incel on the side, incel on the side. Yes, yeah. But, I mean, if you're selecting super hard, I mean, come on. Yeah. We know, we know where you're. We know where you're. We know where you're at. Anyways, are we still reading emails? We've got one more. Holy shit! Justin Peterson. All right. Coming in late. Holy. That's shit. okay. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh-huh. Uh, with an email entitled "Bad Musicals." What does he mean? Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Okay. I have finally joined in the elite club, JD, of movie fans who have seen each and every Best Picture winner. Oh my god! God help you and me. Bad calls. Yeah, I know. For both well, of you. This is the thing. It's like now, now you're committed. You have to watch whatever one every goddamn year, forever. See, that's why you got to do what I do. Nothing. Don't. Just don't. Yes. Do nothing. Anyways. Unfortunately, my journey ended on the musical GG. Mm. Now, I can't stand the cliche term problematic, but this movie about a young French girl being groomed to be a mistress was just that. My second to last pick was Oliver, and that was also pretty painful with how long and convoluted that was. So what would you say are some of the worst musicals you have seen? I know Jarrett wouldn't say Chicago because that's one of the best uh, that he's seen. Well, musicals kind of by default stink. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't uh, like I, musicals. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my it's not my type. I mean, even these uh these operas that we've been mm-hmm. watching for this goddamn fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. The, what a trial. And like the idea of like watching a musical that you have zero interest in, oh, oh. Mm. like there's no, it's not going to be good. But I mean, no. there's like, I mean, there are good ones. There's really good ones. I think Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a really great movie. I've never seen that. But uh, musical movie, I'm just gonna look this up. I, I'm not I, gonna lie. I I know I I I've talked about Chicago before and stuff like or like other musicals. I used to when I was younger, I didn't mind them. But I don't honestly think unless it was for this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch another musical ever. Yeah. I have zero interest in them. Completely. What about what about yesterday? Even that's a stretch. I don't care about the oh, Beatles that you, much. But, but you paused. It's just I like. I don't care about. I'm not one of those Beatle heads, you know. Love the Beatles. Yesterday, John Lennon. What, what about Bohemian Rhapsody? No, thank you. How about Funny Girl? Uh, I have no idea what that's about. So, so no. The King and I. 
Nah. Um, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, thank you. Yeah, you know, I've only seen that once, and I it, that is just not for me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that was one of the things in Perks of the Being a Wallflower, when there's, like, all the Rocky Horror Picture Show stuff in it. I was just like, oh yeah. I, I see. I I didn't I didn't remember that at all. There's a bunch of there's a whole bunch of it because like that's what the I, the the, the step siblings are really into. Uh, and then there's the one time uh, that the protagonist has to get has to be called in, like John David and, Washington and, and, and what or jo- John Washington from Tenant, the protagonist. He comes in. Yeah, he shows up. Oh, okay. Hey, see another reason why you should watch that Me and Earl and the Dying Girl instead because it's not streaming movies, anywhere, RJ. Can't I think it's it. on Disney Plus. Nope, it's not. Nope. Oh, it was last I looked. Um, <laughs> but that movie's talking about uh, Werner Herzog, not Rocky Horror. So that's yeah, way more your. I, I don't your know speed. what uh, I don't know what Justin's talking about. Oliver is amazing. Wasn't that got uh, our boy in it? It sure um, does. One all all O Reed. Oh, oh, oh Reed, that's a man. That sh- he should yeah. be Big E or Big O, I guess. He, well, he was like the original. Big the original e. beefy boy, yeah, yeah, well, Big he's, O. He's, he's Big O. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Oliver Reed's awesome. Imagine him jumping through the ropes down to the down to the past the apron down to a man with his shoulder. Maybe mm. risking uh, blowing his shoulder for months on end. Yeah, I could see Oliver doing that. Yep, I get it. Uh, the original Titan that he was. Um, mm-hmm. Man, musicals suck. I hate this stuff. I just oh, I oh God, Repo the Genetic Opera. No, oh no, no, thanks. So I'm just gonna be picking on someone's favorite musical. So I don't know what what good, know. what good can come of this. Somebody likes this crap. Nothing. Not me though. Yeah. No, no uh, thanks. What about? Is this actually a musical? Or is this a movie about musical theater? Tick, tick, boom! It's, uh, I think it's a musical. Oh, dear. I know, I, I know, and it, like, I like Andrew Garfield, but, um, I think that's that Lynn manuel Miranda guy, who everyone loves because of Hamilton and, like, does musical stuff, but again, I just don't like musicals, so, like, I've, that's another one. You want to go watch Hamilton, Jarrett? No! I, I would rather, like, a, a real movie about Hamilton would be cool. <laughs> Remember but when, I know that the whole point is that it's like remember a musical. When, remember when the the Hamilton cast admonished Mike Pence? I do remember that, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. That yeah. was funny. Like, a wag of the finger. That, yeah, I, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I'm still not going to go see it though. Okay. I am finally checking out that 2012 Le Miserable movie, which is not a bad musical. It just makes a bunch of funky choices. But the cool thing about watching that is it is the first story I have hit the trifecta for, meaning I read the book, saw two different stage productions of it, saw the 98 movie, and now the Tom Hooper one. Can you think of any stories you have consumed in a couple different forms? Anything Stephen King? So you've seen the the play? You've seen Carrie the musical? I I have seen Carrie the musical. The the University of So you so you have. So you you've read the book, you've seen the musical and you've watched at least yes, one I of have. the movies. Wow, there you go. That is the one and only one, Jared. Well, I, I, call, only... I, I called it right off the top. Well, you were working at the university at the time. Did you also see that production? No. <laughs> no. No. I was a younger man, Jared, at the time. And uh, I think I was more willing to do things that uh, typically I would go, 
You're a little bit more yeah. malleable. A yeah, well, I mean, open-minded. I did like the idea of Stephen King, so I was like, "That's cool." It wasn't bad, mm. but again, I I just don't care for musicals. Mm. So, <laughs> would you ever see uh, Evil Dead the musical? I mean, that was supposed to be cool, like because of the splatter <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I would like to watch a movie version of the Evil Dead musical. No. Where I can see the people getting splattered, but it's not actually me. Because I wouldn't want to get my clothes dirty. I remember um, uh, many years ago, your uh, your stepbrother uh, went to Phantom of the Opera. And he had a little Phantom of the Opera outfit, a little <laughs> costume. My stepbrother did, hey? Yeah. And did uh, <clears throat> did he get the costume from the production? Or did he yeah. go home no, he, and then no, it was, it was source like, out it, it was the It was the mask. The little plastic mask. <laughs> And a little hat and like a, a little yeah. synthetic red rose and like a little cape. You can you can you can mention that next uh, family gathering because he because he liked it so much. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it, it'd be pretty cool to see some you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, the Phantom of the Opera, in Creepsville. Big, uh, well, just outside of Creepsville. I I guess when you're like eight or something like that. You didn't go though. No. I, no, my family was poor, RJ. Oh, uh, when I was eight, I watched the unit. I saw the university's production of Redwall. Do you remember that? No. It's like mice and other animals that like live in castles and fight each other. No, RJ. I, uh, I was I was working the lights at the when the hippos crashed the dance. I mean, I that's that's it. I was the Grinch in the grade six production. That's pretty good, pretty boss. I forgot my lines. Mm. nobody said anything though afterwards everyone was like good job and i, I was like i know I I, oh you know what i think i was one of the three wise men in a, a nativity scene in a, in public school it's pretty good no it's also pretty good no i just realized i was thinking about that when wait a tick that's not good no why not it's a violation rj well it simply shouldn't not be what about the Christmas spirit, Jerry? But, but apparently no one cared back then. In grade five or maybe in grade five or maybe a six or I don't know. I was Sam Slee's detective in the Christmas concert and I was hired to find the true meaning of Christmas, Jerry. Yeah. One potential option, aliens. Mm. The real answer, Jesus. Ooh, RJ. That's right. Yes. So yeah, I've got, I don't, I don't have an answer to this question. Okay. I, I've never done it. I've. I think the answer is that neither of us like musicals. Yeah, or plays. Actually, or plays. so you know, the one thing that would fill that was if I if I ever actually get to see a production of Macbeth, that would be all right. Nah, I'm I, fine with that. I, I I think I would be fine with that. Like, I, but I want to see a good one. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't want to see a Creepsville local uh, <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> You don't want one with the, uh, I, I don't the undergrads want it. I, performing? I, buddy, I don't want it in a park. I don't want it to have anything uh, to do with New West Theater. You don't want Shakespeare in the park? No. I saw that. I, I, I walked through the park one time when that was happening. I watched about a minute of it, and then I went, okay. <laughs> then, and I continued on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about your business? Yep. I think I went back to uh, whatever uh, meat on a stick I was eating well, at maybe, the time. Maybe you were getting yourself uh, a crepe. A savory uh, crepe, maybe. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Something like that. A gelato. Gelato. Spaghetti. 
Goat movie question of the week. Yes. Speaking of Les Miserables, what are your favorite Russell Crowe performances? I am pretty sure A Beautiful Mind would not be my pick. Uh, not. <laughs> well, at least you got the not in there, not like not. A Sam, Sam Sanchez, you know. Mm-hmm. My son is doing well. Not. <laughs> what a what a, t- a punchline one week later. Not. Well, I think Master and Commander probably stands out. Uh, yeah, I think so. I Master think he's, Commander. He's pretty good in the the nice guys. Nice guys, he's good. Uh, what about uh, Gladiator? Yeah, you know what though? Mine. Um, uh, another one would be L.A. Confidential. Yeah, it's pretty good. Bud. You know what? I think the actual best Russell Crowe one is is uh, in <laughs> Russell Crowe one is the Mummy, where he plays Doctor Jekyll, oh. Mister Hyde. Oh boy. And. He wears wow. a single glove on one hand for some reason. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, you could you could just Google that scene. It's like three <laughs> minutes long. I'm like, oh, it's one of your favorite romper stomper. <laughs> no, nobody cares about romper stomper. Oh, a certain type of person does. They, they might be on a convoy right now. Oh, I think Oliver Granger is a big romper stomper fan. <laughs> yeah, because it's right out of Melbourne. Of course. And you know other reasons. Other other reasons. <laughs> what about Noah? You're a big biblical horror guy. <laughs> that movie stinks, RJ. What about the rock monsters? It stinks. Yeah. What about the angel rock people? It's biblically accurate. Oh okay. man. Uh, I think I saw someone uh, mentioned that like when that, when Noah came out, uh, Glenn Beck was on a rip about that movie. He, he was so, uh, because it was so offensive. I think he called. No, it isn't. Oh, but he called, I think. What did he call it? It's a ridiculous name for it. Like the. It's uh, shit. God damn it! It'll come to me. But it was uh, crazy. It just like brings it back to a different time when Glenn Beck was uh, someone people paid attention to. I know that's the sad thing. Why do people still care about Glenn Beck? Why do people still care about Alex Jones? I know you do. Right, Jer? Uh, Alex Jones? Yeah, big Jones boy, right? I, bl- I saw something about him pleading the fifth a whole bunch recently. Uh, yeah, apparently he was just on board with one of those uh, those uh, riot insurrection terrorists or whatever. Really? Allegedly, you know, allegedly. I mean, not. I mean, he was there. That's not allegedly. He did do it, but... Apparently, when asked to talk about what they said, he said the entire time he was at the meeting, he pleaded the fifth. I don't know. I didn't really read it. I don't care what that dude does. I mean, you, really. you bring him up so often, though. It's because I know you're a fan. I'm just trying uh, to. I'm just trying to connect to your interests, dude. <laughs> the Babylonian Chainsaw Massacre. What? Uh, what is that about? The re- <laughs> the review made it sound like this was a godless climate change movie. I believe that is not a godless climate change movie. It's more take Sinbad the Sailor meets The Shining and Friday the 13th with a sprinkle of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Um, I think I might pass. Yeah. Different time. Different you know time. I might pass on that one. Foodie question of the week. 
We had a decent meal at Bahama Breeze the other night for my son's 10th birthday. Too bad I picked the wrong way to drive home and we ended up in a standstill traffic from a fatal wreck for three hours. Damn. Anywho, <laughs> what would you have ordered? From what? The food wreck? <laughs> or the truck stop? I don't know if you meant it to be so callous. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> there's a, there was a, who died? You died. Oh my God. Do you think you did die? Someone did. I think. I think. Oh, okay. But uh, Bahama Breeze. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> well, back to Bahama anyways. Breeze. Hey, half price appetizers, live music. A- appies, RJ. We call them appies. Uh, it doesn't say appies here. It well, says appetizers, we, bud. We call them that. It says appetizers, bud. All right, let's check out this menu. See what we got cooking here. Uh, Delaware vocation, sure. I'm gonna go with the Delaware vocation at the. No wait, that's that's a mall, Christiana Mall, or is this a? Yeah, we'll go. We'll, we'll we go. Here? We'll go with Newark Christiana Mall, in Delaware. We're going with the mall one. Yeah, we're going with the Christ, Christiana yeah, Mall. This could, well, this could, it could be could, like uh, Smitty's could, was back in the mall. Yeah. I was gonna say it could be a limited uh, menu if it's the wow. mall one. You got beef empanadas, AJ. Ooh, I'm Delaware. getting a beef empanada. You want that spinach dip and chips? You want to t- t- no. t- toss stones and chicken? Eh, no. I'm going to go with the beef empanadas. What is, what is it? Firecracker shrimp. Man, they got shrimp out there, RJ. They do got shrimp out there. Ooh. Look at this. Whole, Yuka cheese sticks. Whole Jamaican jerk wings. You ever I had, see that. You ever had Jamaican jerk? I have. It's, yeah. hot. it's hot. Yeah, it can be. Can be. And it looks like we got plantain chips on the guacan chips here. How about Two of them, at least. How about conch fritters? <laughs> no, thanks. It sounds hey. a little bit too much like gaunch. Yeah, a little bit. This thing says you could cheese sticks, and there's a little note on the side that says you might like. It says you're a local here, so you you might love them. Oh, I mean, I do. Love ba- Bahamian seafood chowder, Cuban black bean soup. That soup looks crazy. Yeah, I would. I'd give that a spin. I think I, I'll go for the chowder. I'll but, get the cheese sticks with no. the chowder, so I can dunk the cheese sticks into mm-hmm. the chowder. Yeah. And the that, conch. That, yeah, that's the real romper stomper choice, RJ. <laughs> and the conch fritters, too, just on top. Okay, all these salads are pretty boring. Uh, uh, salmon tostada salad. That's probably what you would order, though, if you were actually there, I'm going to guess. Mm, Jerk chicken sandwich. Mm, blackened maha tacos. Crispy buttermilk chicken. Cuban sandwich. It looks just like a ham sandwich. Steak and pork. Steak and pork. Skirt steak uh, churrasco. Ooh. I'm just saying things out loud. Jamaican stuffed plantain bowl. Ooh. Jarrett, new jerk shrimp pineapple bowl. Damn. It's a bunch of jerk shrimp served in a pineapple bowl. Buttermilk fried chicken, of course. Uh, Every every place has one of those now. At the Bahama Breeze. The Jamaican stuffed plantain bowl sounds interesting. Uh, look at this half Cuban sandwich. That's like the most pathetic. <laughs> That's so it, sad. It's, I know. It's, it it doesn't like, look... it's like so sad looking. It looks like a ham sandwich with like a processed cheese slice on it. That's yeah. all it looks like. That's it. Yeah. I, I guess be... Cuban had a food terrace for a long time where they couldn't get stuff imported, right? Okay. And then we got uh, 
These are pretty, um, pretty basic desserts. Yeah, there's just a cheeseburger here out of nowhere. This doesn't go fit with anything else How on about the menu. A, how about a pineapple cheesecake empanada? For yeah, dessert? I mean, that sounds, pretty, get, that sounds pretty good. I'd get empanadas to start and empanadas to finish. Yeah. I like empanadas. Yeah. I'd be all over that. And we we really can't get them here, so. That's, well, uh... um, there's one place that has them, and they're not bad. Uh, on 3rd Ave, you know, tacos made in... I won't say the rest of the name because we don't have an official endorsement by them. Yeah, they can pay for it. Yeah, they can pay for it. They're not bad, but uh, I've had better. I've um, the first time I ever went there, it was incredible, and then the second time I went, it was super underwhelming. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's that's what happens to dreams in this city. Yes, yes, it does. It's like, it just... oh wow, this is amazing. And then, brum, 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 brum. Brum. I clicked on the happy hour tab and it says the happiest hours around. And then it, underneath it says happy hour specials are not available in Tampa, but there's still plenty of happiness available at any time. So just Tampa doesn't get happy hour. What the fuck is that about? Uh, maybe they're, they've got problems there in Tampa. <laughs> like they had happy hour for a while. And then eventually someone was like, Ooh, we might have to cut the happy hour thing. A couple more people <laughs> died last week. <laughs> Anyway, Justin says, I got both an ultimate pina colada and a painkiller cocktail. What the fuck is that? See, I, I didn't see any of that stuff. Coconut shrimp for the app. See? He's yeah, on, he's yeah, on. yeah. Bowl of seafood chowder. He's, oh, he's yes. with you. Yeah, and the uh -huh. Cuban sandwich, which ended up being blah, despite having some decent ham. See, that's what we're saying. The picture does not look uh, appetizing. It's it's the it's the most boring of everything there. It just looks like a ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You can make that shit at home. You could, man. Andrew makes uh, some grilled ham and cheeses sometimes, or you know, Reuben's things like that, which is a fancy ham and cheese. Mm -hmm. The Reuben, which is good stuff. Well, I mean, it's got that sauerkraut. I mean, Ooh, that, I yeah. mean that that's a transformative. That is transformative. Yeah. Yeah, some uh, sauerkraut, some mustard, maybe a pickle on the side. Kraut. Kraut, kraut daddies. Game <laughs> talk. For my son's oh, birthday, yeah. he is having a sleepover party, and we will be going midnight bowling. Oh, Jesus. Can you recall what kind of games, hijinks you got into during sleepovers when you were that age? During two of my favorite parties, I recall having a blast playing multiplayer Bomberman all night. Yeah, Bomberman. Yeah. Bummerman's pretty When you got that multi-tap. And oh, on yeah. the other occasion, we played Primal Rage. Oh, Primal oh. Rage. <laughs> Primal Rage is pretty good. No, it's terrible, but... But back, it's fun to... But, but it's yeah. fun, because it's basic. It's good, yes. It's it's but it's bad. Yeah, yeah. But good. it is fun, though. Yeah. yeah. So wait, what was the question? Staying up and watching shows? Yeah, what, what, did, you, what, what, what did you and the boys get up to the boys? when you were like... 10 or 12. Uh, we got into all sorts of shit, man. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We got some crazy shit, man. Uh, no, um, we played all sorts of games, is what 10th. I meant so to he's say. That's right. I was like, which, making sure which which boy is the right age. Okay, 10. 10. When you were 10, Arjun, put yourself in that mindset. We were probably playing um, N64. It was probably like uh, Ocarina of Time. And Shadows of the Empire, that Star Wars game, and uh, maybe a little Pokemon Snap. Throw some of that in there too. At the time, 
Hmm. My best guess. It was like grade five? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we we did that all the time, you know? Yeah. Maybe a little twisted metal on PlayStation. That was always fun when you were up with the boys. With the boys. Yeah. yeah. It uh there were so many so many nights like that. I had a great childhood. So it's I, hard to I, if, just fun. Also I kinda of remember as a snapshot and uh I'd have to uh confer with uh Lawrence on this. Oh yeah. But I feel like uh he would have we've we would have been having a sleepover and sleeping on the basement floor. Mm-hmm. Um and discussing great manners of philosophy like mm-hmm. hey, is the blue I see the same that you see? And then you tipped your fedora like so. <laughs> this is and then ten year old Jarrett said, Throw in another Cassavetti's film, boys. Boys. <laughs> is that what you did when you were ten? Yeah, be, you know me. Let's say yeah, you see, or uh, but also be like, you know what's really funny? Ren and Stimpy. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I I, uh, I can't go with you on that one. It wasn't uh, never watched it really. Well, yeah, you were like, Not with the boys. You were like three years old at the, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit before. A little before. A little before. Beavis, okay. You know, Beavis and Butthead was just coming onto the air at that time? Just. I don't doubt it. Just started. I don't doubt it. Massive. Huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of game would have been playing in that? Super Nintendo? Not Bomberman? Probably a fighting game. Mortal Kombat? Uh, uh clay, yeah. clay fighter oh yeah 63 and a third no clay fighter's good not, stuff not, yeah no 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 not there not yet. 63 and a third that, the not, super that, nintendo one isn't that a n64 game yeah is, is I, mean, like... I meant you were playing the super nintendo one yeah yeah i gotcha i gotcha yeah yeah it's good stuff right i'm i'm, I'm, conf- I'm confirming this one did clay oh it did come out in 93 look at me go RJ. Uh, what do you mean, look at you go? I, I, I've said probably Clay Fighter. Oh, well, no, I, no, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was out by summer. It could have been a, a, a later in the fall. But you, you know what? Some other ones we played a lot. Uh, we None of us owned it, but we rented a lot. was Booger Man on mm, Super Nintendo. I definitely which... did rent it. I I tried to I've tried to find it for years, but even ten years ago it was like sixty dollars or something oh, like that. Oh, it's and shit! I don't know. I I'm too afraid to look at what it is now, but I've wanted to have that buy that for years and like over ten years ago it was sixty bucks. <laughs> well, What's Booger Man at now? Right now on eBay, there is a cart only that's looking pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Oh, for a box copy, one hundred forty-two bucks. Yeah, uh, you can go <laughs> get one from Singapore for twenty five bucks. Do you think it's a real one? Uh, okay, it looks like this one looks legit from the states and is one hundred twenty six dollars and eighteen dollars shipping. So again, you 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 missed your window. I know one like at the time I was like I was like sixty bucks. I can't pay that, and now I'm just like fuck sixty bucks would have been good. Mm-hmm. Boogerman was a a big one we played a lot. Special place um, in your heart. Yeah, that one does for sure. My friend had a PlayStation that he didn't have a memory card for, and he had Tony Hawk uh, Underground, and um, he got a high score, so he didn't want to turn it off, so he left his PlayStation on for like six months. Mm, yeah. yeah, so that was another one. 
That was another one. That's a very yeah. long birthday. No, he just left it on because for know. the high score. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It happened. It happened. There was a lot of birthdays it, in six months. It went down. I mean? It went down. Well, that's it for emails, RJ. Oh, good. Well, it still took two hours. It, it did. It, yeah. it sure did. Sure did. Yep. So, uh, thanks, everybody, for the emails. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the emails. Boys. Boys. No girls there. Toys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you been creeping on, RJ? Nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing, huh? Nope. Unless you want to hear about Millennium. Nope. Well, you tell me about. We gotta we gotta save it up real nice Ah. for. Well, uh, you tell me about what you watched then. How's that sound? In in a nice tidy little hole that Millennium will be buried with its eyes and mouth all stitched up nice. Hands. That sounds more like Millennium. That's exactly Millennium. Yeah, exactly. Well, what did you watch, Jarrett? Well, Jorge. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Pink Floyd? Yeah. Are you familiar? Oh yeah, I saw, yeah. Are you familiar with The Wall? I'm. A, I am. Leave those kids alone. You know what I mean. Bow, bow, bow. Have you ever seen the film? Uh, I've seen parts of it, yeah, for sure. Like I've seen, I don't know, ten minute segments here and there, but uh, I don't. I've never sat down and watched it start to finish. Why'd you watch the wall? Because it got it got brought up by Ruben Barbosa. Oh right, right, okay. That that, and... that, that kicked off uh, the the need, the urgency to watch mm-hmm. it at long last. And how was uh, your wall experience? Uh, not too bad. It wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's like an hour and a half, and it is just continuous music. Because like, mm. you can't really call it a musical, but it is kind of how it operates. Pretty uh, freewheeling. Um, you know who shows up in this, though? Bob who? Hoskins. What? What's he doing? Just hanging out? He's um, Bob Geldof's manager. Oh. He's trying to... Push him to the limit and keep him keep, I see. keep this uh, keep this show going. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's a hard movie to talk about because so much so much of it is just uh, the music and the visuals, and you kind of just it's a it's an emotional journey, RJ. You know really, about, you, you know about emotional journeys. I'm unfamiliar with something like that. Could you describe the emotions that you were feeling at the time? No, of your emotional journey. I can't. I can't. Okay. I can't anymore because it gets okay. kind of it passes you by. But as you sit down and watch it, because uh, so this is directed by Alan Parker, I should mention, mm-hmm. and who also directed the movie Angel Heart, which I watched last last year, that I thought uh, held up pretty well. And I've only seen I've seen Mississippi Burning one time. Yeah, uh, and Midnight Express. Which I saw several years ago. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Midnight Express? It sounds familiar. I'm not. I don't know why. I've never seen it. Okay, it's about yeah. uh, don't smuggle drugs in Turkey. Otherwise, you're gonna go to Turkish jail, and then you're gonna have to break out. Um, is that good though? Like in a good way? Uh, no. There's no. There's no upside to it. But your adventures will be set to some. Um, 
some sweet music. Ooh, what kind of sweet? Uh, what is it? Is it Tangerine Dreams? Oh, fuck. I can't remember who does it. There's like the one song. I gotta look this up again. Tangerine Dream? Pretty well, uh, well, recognized talk. No, it's uh, Giorgio Morador. Um, mm. He did the theme for Midnight Express. I knew, I was trying, who was that again? Yeah, Giorgio. You know, you know Giorgio? I know Giorgio Montescucci. Well, different guy, RJ. Montescucci. You know that Daft Punk song? I do. Yeah. The serial song? No. I don't oh, know. okay. I don't know what the serial song is. It was around the world. You had to be there. Don't worry about it. It's not that song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's a very loose story about a a young a young man uh, who lost his father in a war. This movie seems very anachronistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it World War Two that he lost his father? Well, it sure seems like he died in the trenches of World War One. But it's all the same, isn't it, RJ? He died in World War One. No, I, he just died in a war. Oh, like Granada? <laughs> could have been. It could be any war. Do you and, think and Granada? It, it sets up this this protagonist, uh, who's who winds up being a musician. We, he's got some problems. Yeah, don't they all know, Jared? <laughs> they all do. Don't they all have problems? This guy named Pink. Pink Floyd? No, just Pink. Oh. Oh. And uh, there's a lot of that name comes up for dudes a lot in like shows and stuff. Why why do people keep naming dudes pink? Like Ariel Pink? Yeah. Yeah. But why? But why? Why not? Yeah. I don't know. It's a perfectly good name. I just. What about Pinky? Yeah. Would you name a person Pinky? Pinky in the brain. No, but like a human person. I mean. A hu a human person. Yeah, like if you had a baby, Jerry, and you're like, I'm going to name this baby Pinky. <laughs> pink? Yeah, could you do that? Like, I feel like Pink might not be like your name. It might be more of a pet name or a uh, nickname. It's weird, though. What does it mean? It's just Pink? Pink. It's a word. Right. What does RJ mean? It's my initials. Oh. So people need to write in and figure out what RJ really uh... means. No. Yeah. We don't need that. Roscoe Jeremiah. Sure. Let's go with that. That's, that's not it, folks. So I, I look forward to Sam Sanchez's <laughs> suggestions. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, anyways. Rump, maybe Rumpy is in there. It's not? <laughs> Rumpy Jogger. Uh, it just sounds like you're bad at running. <laughs> no. Maybe you're very good. Wow, the, maybe the best, even. I see. And uh, is that all you watched this week, Jarrett? Mm, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, what else did I watch, RJ? I don't know. Oh, I watched Scalpel. Yeah, and? These uh, things? <laughs> this is an Arrow video thing that I bought months. God, maybe even like a year or two ago I never got around to it because I always think it's a horror movie and I'm like oh, I'll watch this for Creeptober but it's yeah. not it's like a thriller thing oh. uh, <clears throat> tagline is her face was his fortune a psychopathic mm. plastic surgeon transforms a young accident victim into the spitting image of his missing daughter uh, is that good this movie it definitely feels greasy 
uh, uh the, like the, in the, what's it like it's this, like you watch it you go oh gross well this guy who play uh robert lansing who plays the, the this doctor he kind of has cameron mitchell vibes and i don't really un- ever really understand his motivations Mm-hmm. where it's like so this movie opens up with this like strange scene maybe like maybe five scenes in i should say uh this uh adult performer at a strip club she just gets like the shit beat out of her by this like dude and he mm-hmm. grounds her face against the brick wall um and of course this is then displayed as like kind of like it's like bad hamburger makeup on her face because she was so beat up and she, now she needs plastic surgery and this doctor he's like my daughter's missing and i i can't uh inherit this money because my daughter's missing and it's going to her so i got an idea <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get this this jane doe woman i'm gonna give her my daughter's face and we're gonna pull a scam um is it a good idea like does he plan it out well or is not it... really i mean he gives mm. her plastic surgery and then he starts like giving her a script to follow and like trying to make sure that they convince everybody that this is his daughter that he proceeds to also start having sex with. And then RJ, mm. his daughter comes back. Whoa. Do they look similar? They're, or... they're, they're RJ. They're played by the same actress. Like Ray Liotta? <laughs> Just like Ray Liotta. Is it, is it played off in the same way or is it? It's pure Alec. Pure Guinness. Pure Alec, full Guinness. Oh my god! Yep. I never thought I'd see the day, Jared. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are you a big scalpel boy or what? No, no, it's, no. <laughs> it's not. Why not? It's it's not very good. Oh, uh, you're kind of like there's nothing that draws you into it because you think, oh man, this sounds so lurid and trashy. I won't be able to tear my eyes off the screen. Nah. This is uh, John Grishmer, the, the the director of Blood Rage. John Grishmer? That sounds like a real name. Yeah, which is a much better movie than, than this one. This movie, for some reason, when he made it, he also wanted to put like a yellow filter over it as part of his vision. Because it to, took uh, place in Mexico? Uh, no, it's it's like somewhere in the American South, and it's like, but it's like Georgia South as opposed to the Southwest Mm. so it's swampy and boggy um and yeah there's just like cops that show up they're like oh hey daughter or lady that looks like my daughter you're getting out of line we're just gonna have to like kill you now because you're inconvenient Mm. and that's the sort of world they live in things just sort of happen people get injected with bleach (laughs) and they're just dead um and this is this guy you're you're supposed to be rooting for this guy, but then you're supposed, but you're also supposed to maybe like feel a little bad. It seems that he's gone crazy. He's the protagonist. You're saying yes. You're kind of stuck with him. Mm. Like uh, hero protagonist. Hero protagonist. In the same way. Yeah, just or... like hero. So like, who do you, who do you think this movie was for? Uh, um. Well, the was it nineteen seventy seven? People going to see Star Wars? Woody Allen going to see uh, Annie Hall? Maybe they'll say Woody Allen. They're they're going to see Annie Hall. Maybe uh, go watch Scalpel after. I see. No. (laughs) 
It's stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah, some weird programming. People on Letterboxd seem to really like it, though. Sam Sanchez gave it four stars. He did? Yeah, he watched it, uh, God, two and a half years ago. So he's a big scalpel boy? He is. Wow. I've got the, the data to back it up. He's going to deny it now. Looks like he's the only listener, though, who's actually watched it. Hmm. I don't know if they... So, I don't know. Defend defend, defend this movie. I, I like the idea... I mean, this actually feels more like a <clears throat> Vinegar Syndrome movie in a lot of mm. ways. But... Yeah. But not? It slid off my eyes. And I think I, I was like, see. when I was watching it in the... Because I was watching it in the yellow version for the first 20 minutes. Because you get to choose which uh, restoration you want to watch. And I was like, this is terrible. And so I started it over from scratch and watched it with the arrow proper resto without the yellow filter, and it's, like, way better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe if they weren't going for the Mexico look, yeah. it would have been better. Yeah. Thank you, Steven Soderbergh. I mean... Wow, that's the know. bullshit with we... um, the United of the Living Dead 90s remake is the cinematographer or whatever was like I want it to be blue and it looked it's like uh did they and mm-hmm. it looked, I think it was the yeah, I can't remember if it was the cinematographer or the director but there was a uh, a difference of opinion because holy fuck that that blu-ray that came out from twilight time hideous like it's it was so bad and then of course uh, I think now that they've it's come out in proper version no one will ever talk about the Twilight Time version ever again because nobody wants to watch a blue movie mm. unless they're watching a blue movie if you know what I'm saying RJ I don't could you describe that a little bit more detail rumpy pumpy <sighs> you asked you asked so RJ <clears throat> That's about all I watched. Um, but that's fine for movies. But yeah. I, I also watched, uh, <laughs> checked out a little television program on on Netflix called yeah. Archive Eighty One. Are you familiar with this, RJ? Uh, not really. Other than you brought it up, but um... yeah, I wondered if you would be able to watch it uh, before today because this... well, you only brought it up two days ago. It's like eight I hours. I brought or it something. up. Four days ago. I uh, still undoable, undoable. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do it. But you allegedly, tell me what you think. Allegedly, well, I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I can't talk about it because if I talk about it, you might not watch it. And I think it's important that you watch it because I think this is the, <sighs> this is peak, peak creeps material. <laughs> Why would it, if you talk about it, why would I not watch it? Because like I, I, it's something <laughs> I, that I actually wouldn't want to watch. I think you need to watch it and to understand, like, because the, the, my experience of watching is I didn't really know what was coming next. Uh, and then you're like, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> of course, of course. And it's like, these are things that we talk about on the podcast all the time, is all I can say. And uh, <laughs> I think it's better if, uh, if I told you about it, then you don't need to watch it. But if I don't tell you about it, you should watch it. And then we can, Dude. and then, then then we can um, reminisce about the experience of it. Because well, there's no, there's nothing I can talk about it without like completely just spoiling it. So that's that's the predicament that I find uh, myself in. Do do I have to watch all eight of them though? Yes, I think so. Mm. Yeah. So it's a just get drunk, 
on Friday. I don't. I don't drink. Get, get hungover and then wash it the next day. I don't do things like that, Jared. Okay. I'm not a man who uses substances. Come on. Um. I mean, I, I I'll definitely give it a try. But I'm I'm very very um, apprehensive about this whole situation <laughs> based on the way you've described it. I I don't know if it is in fact a show that I would like to watch. But we'll see. I don't know. I'll maybe watch. I'll watch like one, and I'll see if I actually. Well, want to continue. okay. I, I I would say that the first two episodes are kind of annoying, and then it gets mm. then it gets better. So are you saying I can skip the first two? No, you can't. You cannot skip. It's one story. It is unskippable. Yeah. It, 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 every everything's in there. You have to watch it because if you skipped it, it would make no makes no sense. You can't right. skip anything. It's one storyline, and uh, I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be. I, I want what I look forward to more than anything is uh, you messaging me screenshots and mm. quotes and things, such. That's what that's what I really want out of all this. That's why I can't talk about it because mm. I don't want to ruin the the surprises of watching it and experiencing things the way I did. Okay, well we'll see. How's that sound? We'll I'll tell see. you. We'll, I'll tell you. We'll see. I'll try my best. Okay. I'll try my best. Right. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Can't, well, we I don't, mean, we don't. We don't want to disappoint our fan, RJ. I know he's. He really wants us to. Keep, or she. No, no, we only have one fan. It's if we only have one fan, it's definitely probably a male. We have, we have people write emails, and then we have a guy that listens to the podcast. That's true. That's, That's what we got. True. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Especially well. for movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they're, I'll give it a try. They're here for Jamaican breeze. That's very or true. Bahama breeze. Bahama breeze. That's very true. Well, I'll put it to you like this, Jared. Yeah. If we finish early enough, I would maybe watch an episode. Well, I think you might be getting your wish because uh, we're trucking along here. Well, we, it's still been two hours. <laughs> Not bad, not bad. I mean, I'm not. I've got nothing else really to talk about because I'm going to hold okay, off. I'm okay. hold off. That's okay. a big tease. Well, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll get it. We'll see. I we'll see. see. You got any news you want to share? Um, no, I don't think news exists. Does it? News does in, a, in the current world. Wow, it does. It does. It matters. Mm. Okay. News. Okay. That's but, fine. Uh, let's see here. Any news? I'm just giving a, a little scanny poo. Okay. I don't even know what people... Well, I mean, I'm not sure if you saw that uh, Paris Hilton was on Jimmy Fallon this week uh, promoting oh. uh, her NFT gorilla that she bought. Oh, come on. Or or that Jimmy Fallon bought. I, well, I'm not quite sure, but man, that this video clip was going around. Because there's the people who just like... They want NFTs to go away real bad. They'll 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 talk about how it's bad for the environment, but ultimately it comes down to it's just really it's just obnoxious and shitty, <laughs> and that's that's the main reason I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, this clip though encapsulates everything about it, and and like just like the the idea of Jimmy Fallon and like just late night television. <laughs> it's I don't know if you've seen this clip, but I would recommend checking it out. Cause uh, I haven't, but maybe I'll try to give it a uh, give it a looky poo. 
It's only like a minute long, but oh, I didn't even recognize Paris Hilton. I had no idea who it was. I mean, it's just some like like you know, oh, it's some blonde woman, and then you're like, I don't, I'm, I, but they don't even introduce her or anything like that. I was like, who is this? I'm like, why do we even care? And then it's in the messages, people are like, oh, it's Paris Hilton. I went, oh. That, uh, mm. Her, <laughs> I I remember when people had opinions about her, fifteen years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a, the fact that she's being brought up anymore. The fact that any celebrities exist, is <sighs> yeah, not great. It's true. No more celebrities, okay? No more. No, no more. That's not going to happen. People, I like people love to know. Oh, look at that! Tarantino's trending right now. Mm. Um. If you want to know about Mandy Moore, um, that's popped up here. They want to know when they die, their opinions on things, and then they tell them, shut up. I don't pay you to give me politics. I, I would, you, you're here to dance for me, rummy. Mm. No. Man, what are people even on about? Why are they mentioning Tarantino? I don't know. Things just trend sometimes because people are just random, saying random shit like, "Hey, I love this hey, movie." Uh, if you were uh, listening to Neil Young on Spotify, you can't anymore. Neil Young's, uh, I saw that. Neil Young's yeah. like, "Hey, it's you get Neil or Joe Rogan. You can't have both." And Spotify, who pays Joe Rogan a lot of money, yep. went, "Sorry, Neil. Maybe, maybe you'll come back sometime." And uh, that's that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't I'm know. with Neil Young. Me too. Hey, you know what? You know the two things that aren't on Spotify? Neil Young and the Criterion Creeps. That's right. Solidarity. So we're on the right side of history that's, on that's, that one. Uh, that's what we'll say now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Criterion Creeps or Joe Rogan. You can't have both. Yeah, we're on the, we're you, on the right side of history. You can, have, uh, you can have Jordan Peterson in his tuxedo talking about how uh, – Solar panels kill more people than nuclear energy every year because they fall off roofs. Um, one, one of these <laughs> no, men, no one, more Joe Rogan. One of these men have a doctorate. <laughs> one of mm. them. Anyone can get a doctorate. That's not an accomplishment. Yeah. Horror marketing, RJ. Horror yeah. marketing. Ugh. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, we got a movie to talk about. We sure do. Uh, big Hoss. Big Hoss. We have... A lot of pure Alec to get through. Oh, I always like that. Yeah. After the break, um, we begin to write our memoirs as we await the noose. Huh?
I had to go. What? Uh, see Mrs. Descoyne, the widow, her cousin of mine was killed. All your cousins seem to get killed. I really wouldn't be the least surprised if you murdered them all. Let him go, out goes he. Quite a lot of little niggers have gone out, haven't they, one way or another? And every one of them a desk. I do not like to see my ideal woman wasting her great value in vain regret for the past. It is your duty to yourself and to others, to Henry even, to live again in the present. In the future. What future is there for me? I'd say your nose was just a little too short. And your mouth? Yes, your mouth just a little too wide. You are insane. Give me that gun at once. No. From here, I think the wound should look consistent with the story that I shall tell. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Kind Hearts and Coronets from 1949, directed by Robert Hammer. Not a not a pro wrestler. Robert Hammer is not. Bob Hammer is mm-hmm. not a pro wrestler, you're no. telling me? Is Bob Hammer a porn star? R- Rob Hammenager? Well, I mean, Bob Hammer just sounds like, sounds like a serious man that, mm-hmm. that does serious business. Well, sometimes he does hilarious business, as mentioned in the tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. A hilarious study in the gentle art of murder. Is it? All the Alec, pure Guinness? When his mother eloped with an Italian opera singer, yeah. Louis Mazzini was cut off from her aristocratic family. After the family refuses to let her be buried in the family mausoleum, Lewis avenges his mother's death by attempting to murder every family member who stands between himself and the family fortune. Mm-hmm. But when he finds himself torn between his longtime love and the widow of one of his victims, his plans go awry. 
how what does awry mean in your in your vocabulary awry <laughs> yeah um i don't know not according to plan i don't know oh yeah. i see it go it's it, it, it zigs where you expected it to zag or uh, or zags when you expected it to zig to zig okay yep i understand i understand what about how about askew view askew great great man kevin smith Oh yeah, well I know you're a huge fan. <laughs> huge, huge, huge. Yeah. What were we talking about? Well, uh, are you familiar with Kind Hearts and Coronets prior to this week? Um, yeah. I mean, it's been like one of my the biggest influences on me forever. Mm. Yeah. Really? Oh, I've loved it forever. Are... I've never seen it, but <laughs> are you? Are you so? I see. The title is just so influential. Uh, influential. No, I ain't never heard of kind hearts and coronets. I didn't even know what a coronet was before well, this week. Well, I, I, I learned this week that for some reason I had logged this movie as having been watched before on Letterboxd, ah. but, but I had never seen it. Interesting. Yeah. And I think maybe I just assumed that uh, at some point, maybe uh, in, a, in like a drunken rage, I watched some Ealing Studios comedies. Do you, is that what happened? <laughs> You think? Maybe. Hmm. Uh, possibly. You know about you know about Ealing Studios. I know about Viewaskew. Is that the same thing? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I'm not unfamiliar with that. Do you want to tell me about it? Not really. Okay. You got you got you have the internet. You can look up shit yourself. Cause I don't you know, have the internet. Um. Weird. So there is a there's like a featurette, and I yeah I believe this is on the not the Criterion version of this because this of course as the beginning of the film will remind you is a Studio Canal affair. Ergo, it's got the your favorite thing in the world, explosive, loud, mm-hmm. symphonic mm-hmm. sounds introducing itself. Has it started to bother you now too? No, I just la- I whenever it happens, I just laugh because I'm like, or, or Jay's annoyed, and that makes me kind of so happy. obnoxious. Um, yeah. This featurette was called "Once More with Ealing." Oh God, what a bunch of nerds! That's all I can say. What what a bunch of total nerds. Do you know what I mean? Do you agree? <laughs> like, welcome to featurette guys. Ugh. And they like those puns. Huge fucking nerds. Huge fucking nerds. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably a huge nerd too. They like like funning around. So there was some post-World War II films that they made, such as Kind Hearts and Coronets, Passport to Pimlico, whatever that is. That's one of my favorites I think it came out the same year as this. Uh, The Lavender Hill Mob. Oh, and yeah. everyone knows the Lady Killers. Oh, I do. Yeah, I remember, you've seen that Coen Brothers movie, right? I sure have. Who hasn't? Mm-hmm. It's all-time great, apparently. But you know, Ealing Studios, they're back. In which form? I don't know. In the 2000s, they started making movies again, like oh, okay. The Importance of Being Earnest, 2002, mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, 2004, mm-hmm. The Theory of Everything, from 2014, and... Interior scenes of the British period drama television series Downton Abbey were shot in stage two of the studios. Huge. That's, uh, I mean, that's beyond huge. No. I know you're a huge Downton Abbey man. Uh, yeah. 
upstairs, downstairs, and all that. A wall. Yes. Yeah, you love it, don't you? Loving it. Love it. Big guy over here. So, yeah, I've, this movie's kind of just been on my uh, distance radar, just like a blip in the distance, because it has a peculiar title, Kind mm-hmm. Hearts and Coronets. Well, it mm-hmm. sounds so proper. And I would also had heard about it because they, often, like, Peter Sellers and Alec Guinness get kind of brought up in their how they played all these characters at various mm-hmm. points. This is Alec Guinness's I play nine different characters movie. That was kind of my like the nutty professor? Like the nutty professor. Who do you think would win in, in a nutty professor off? Alec Guinness or uh Eddie Murphy? Uh what's what what what's the competition? Well it's gotta be a, a movie that neither of them were involved in at first. Or were weren't involved in, but something that is similar, right? So it's kind of like. Um, Does Eddie Murphy have the advantage because he's alive? No. Okay. Not really. I mean, we can get Alec Guinness back. It's not that hard. Oh, Obi Wan. Yeah, we can get him back. That's not that big of a deal. Okay. Horses. Yeah. <laughs> horses mouth. The horse's mouth. Yeah. yeah. All Alec. Pure Guinness. Yeah. You can get him back. So, you know, this is on uh, you know, Roger Ebert's great movies list, but never a movie I was uh, rushing out to watch. And, is Ebert's wrong half the time? Uh, I, I mean, he when, he when he likes a good movie, it's like, well, it's a good movie, even if he likes it or not. Mm, you know sometimes. I mean? You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. Anyway. But surely, RJ, you might be familiar with the, the book that this movie is based on by Roy Horneman. I know Roy Orbison. Okay. Is that the is that any relation? No, no, not at all. Oh. Uh, but the book is titled "Israel Rank: The Autobiography of a Criminal." Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. Very familiar. Very familiar. Yeah. Um, would you like to know how Alec Guinness became involved with this production? Uh, I, I'm assuming they called him and asked if he wanted to be, uh, work for money. And he probably said yes. Well, he paused and he said, all right, <laughs> will you work for money? And he goes, um, yeah, yeah. Alec Guinness was originally offered only four <laughs> Diaz coin parts recollecting. Oh, wow. I read the screenplay on a beach in France collapsed with laughter on the first page and didn't even bother to get to the end of the script. I went straight back to the hotel and sent a telegram saying, why four parts? Why not eight? He eventually played nine. These are kind of stories that I hate, Jared. I, I know, and that's why I tell them. <laughs> I know, but... I, do you... I, I read these and I laugh and I go, oh, you know, I love hearing about this. <laughs> Could you Cause, could you just fathom like a man like just, I'm reading screenplay on the beach standing and then I collapse in laughter from reading a fucking play it's like it's like oh no it's never it's never happened imagine going oh but also imagine being the guy who wrote that because it's like people got to hear about this but he did but <laughs> apparently Alec Guinness did he recollected it. <laughs> I know, he, I know. This is his claim. But RJ, why four yeah. parts? Why not eight? <laughs> I swear. It's, I, I, do, do you question the authenticity? 
You no, think... I, it just it reminds me of like a Futurama gig where it'd be like, why do three when you can do ten? And it'd be like something very ridiculous. Well, like, like it's, but it's different. But it's even intentionally wor- it's, so. It's worse than that, though, because it's, it's supposed to be like it's uh, what we call the EPKs, those electronic press kits. Now, now it's just YouTube. But when um, you ask an actor regarding their enthusiasm about a production mm-hmm. um, that was successful or well-regarded after the fact... They'll always tell you like this thing that they've been circulating around endlessly, and then some, yeah. you know, somebody in marketing is like, "Yeah, you got to tell that story." They'll love it. That's like uh, I noticed. I stopped watching like talk shows like long, long time ago. But it's like you know these guys always have like a canned story where it's like, and then they couldn't Jimmy Fallon. To, yeah, and it's like I said to a guy, "Do whatever you want. It's not my cow." <laughs> And then you'll see them like a year later on a different talk show and it's the same story. And you're like, I remember this. You're like, my attention's not that small. Well, if you ever took my advice, RJ, on on Crave, you could just watch the Larry Sanders show and and really. Does it it have canned uh, stories like that? It's about that. It's about it, though. That sounds old as shit, though. No, it's good. It's really good. It's a very very funny show. Maybe. Everyone, Everyone should watch Larry Sanders show. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly. Hey, now. What was I saying? Um, yeah, it's like all those canned stories where people tell, and then you're like, it's just nothing's real, Jared. You know these people. All right. And I'm, I mean, I know, I know, I've been anti-celebrity lately, but uh, even Alec Guinness, just telling the story. Why not eat? And everyone goes, Oh God, Alec. What a scam! Crazy son of a bitch. He really did it. Mm. How many characters did uh, Eddie Murphy play for? Uh, Nutty Professor. How many <laughs> yep. characters did Eddie Murphy play in Coming to America? That's well. That's the most commonly searched one. Uh, how many characters? Uh, four in Coming to America, and then let's see, Nutty Professor. Jared, I know this is riveting information. Riveting. How many did he play in here? One, two, three, four, five, six. No, it's just four. Five? What a r- I think it's five. Rank amateur. Yeah, I think it's five for Night Professor. I can't the Google isn't responding very well. Oh, total of seven. Seven, Jared. In Nutty Professor Two, the clumps. <laughs> That's not nine. It's not nine. It's not nine. Seven. Okay. Anyways. What were we talking about? Um so this movie, <laughs> Kind Hearts oh, and yeah. Coordinates. It's set in nineteen hundred. I think the year 1900 the year the the year 1900 oh okay Edwardian England um Louis Dascoigne Mazzini the 10th Duke of Chalfont he he's awaiting his execution by hanging for murder and you go what 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 is this all about Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to be dead tomorrow morning, so he's going to write his memoirs, and the movie will be told in narrated flashback. Um, yes, it it will definitely be told in narrated mm-hmm. flashback. I have opinions on that later. Okay, so we we get his his backstory. Um, his his mother uh, was is part of this family, the Dascoin family, and. She, uh, instead of marrying English, she marries 
an Italian man. Uh, you know what they say about the Italian men, Jared? What do they say about them? Some have said some things that are not so nice. I, w- I won't repeat it because I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those well, people who uh, would say I, such I, a I thing. I will say that one of the things that they made a point in the production of changing is in the original book, um, the character is Jewish. And post-war, uh, they were making a point of avo- uh, of avoiding some- anything that could be seen as anti-Semitic. So why not just go all in on the Italians, RJ? I mean, I guess, you know. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's like that meme. It's never a racist when it's against Italians. What? I don't know. Is that a meme? I saw it on the internet once. I see. I'll send it to you later. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't on some sort of like five chan thing. <laughs> it was on the normal Twitter, so 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 she eloped with a uh a singer, Mazzini. And they Mazzini. have a, they have a, a baby boy. Uh mm-hmm. the the actor who plays um Louis Mazzini also plays his father with a mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and how long did it take you to notice? That uh, there was two different, eight different actor actors in th- these roles. Uh, what? No, I think uh, you're, you're mistaken, RJ. Jarrett, there's nine different actors in the, in this movie. Did you not know that? Uh, I know. Mm. We'll talk about that too. So that's the joke. Yeah. So they are poor, but they were happy. But mm-hmm. but Mazzini dies and leaves. Um, Mama with her baby, mm-hmm. um, living a unspectacular life, and he grows up to be a a, a very old looking young man. Kind of. Yeah, he's kind of aged. He's got like styes and stuff, so you can tell he's like not quite the age that he's, he's maybe on, trying. You're, you're to be. picking on old De- Dennis Price. No, I'm trying to be tender with him. You know that this is the year of tenderness. Remember, <laughs> he was like, well, he was like. 34. No, I mean, our year right now, currently, oh, man. is he the did, year he of died, tenderness. He, he died pretty young. He was only 58. What? He, he was, was only 58? When he died. What did he die of? Uh, I'm not sure. He, he died on Guernsey, Channel Islands, though. No, no one <laughs> is that wants, a real place? Nobody wants to go up that way. <laughs> That's not a real place, is it? Oh, dear. What What did he do now? Uh, he killed himself. <laughs> Oh, by gas. My. Oh, how many, how, RJ, why? Jared, how many weeks in a row? How many weeks in a row has this happened? Wow. Three? Is once. it four now? No, one. This is this has not happened a bunch. Well, oh. no, I mean, but in the, the theme of the last, like, three movies in a row has been suicide. Well, and, and now this that, has an that's actor like, who that's like did fake. It. Yeah, this is, that's fake, though. This is real. I know, but it gets it keeps coming back. It's getting brought up a lot. Uh, Wikipedia mentions that specifically Dennis Price was bisexual. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just it's just a little it, note. This... He, he was bisexual. It's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> it's like just so you know, he was also gay, and then everyone goes, <laughs> uh, "Okay." <laughs> That's it. I mean that. Yeah. That's essentially uh, what they're saying and you go well, okay you know he played jeeves right you know P- jeeves pg P- 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 G- you know pg wodehouse you know jeeves i don't know pg wodehouse 
or Jeebs. You don't know Wodehouse? No. What? I know. I know the butler named Jeeves. Well, this is the butler. You know, you know, you know Wooster. What? You know Wooster Ro- and Jeeves. I know Rooster Cogburn. Is that the same in any sense? No. Oh, I'm just going to say no. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, so he, everything gets explained that uh, you know he does not have access to this lineage that he comes from. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, well, you know, that's fine. I understand. His his mother understood. That's just the way it has to be. Um, mm-hmm. But then she dies. And all he wants is for his mother to be buried in the, the family crypt. How come? Well, because um, it'd be nice. What's it'd his be... character? What's his character motivation here, Jarrett? Well, it starts off innocently enough, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but that's what kicks things off is when the family just kind of like says, "Nah, not nah, duck. We're good." Mm-hmm. She, she made it. She made her decision. You're 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 not part of the family anymore. Yeah. And I mean, like... it's happened to all of us. And so he's all kind of like, "Well, well, fuck, fuck it." I guess I'll just like sell clothes and stuff. Yeah, he does. He sells uh, underpants for yeah. a while. Got a pretty good screenshot of that, Jarrett. Yeah. You know about underpants? I've I've heard of it. I, yeah. I've, I've yet to experience underpants myself. Ah, well, one day we'll get you there, buddy. Yeah. So uh, there's also this ongoing story with uh, Lewis's like childhood friend, Sibella. And her brother, which becomes important later. Mm. He wants to get married to her, but she's like, no, <laughs> you don't have any money. Yeah, money's important. Money makes the world go around, apparently. Allegedly, that's what they tell us. Um, so, yeah, he starts, he's selling clothes at a, mm-hmm. or at the, what is it, the draper shop. Is that clothes or drapery? We're all, all yeah. the same. I thought he was selling clothes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. He gets a, a run-in with one of his uncles, I guess. Ascoin to Ascoin. Yeah. How did you feel about the names in this one? Ascoin to Ascoin. What, what did you think of Ascoin to Ascoin? Uh... I, I I was standing up when I heard it, and I keeled over because I was laughing mm-hmm. hysterically. I mean, like I I can't believe that you're sitting across from me digitally, and you're able to uh, contain myself. Contain yourself. I know. Yeah. It's it's hard, dude. It's like Dascoin Dascoin, baby. I mean, it's like wow. <laughs> oh, Jesus, sorry, I caught myself. I you know I know it. It'll get you every time, man. It'll get you every time. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, um, Dascoin, Dascoin, he pisses him off a little bit too much. He, uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, Lewis finds a little bit of a spine in all this. He's kind of like, he kind of snipes, snipes back because he's kind of overhearing Ascoin macking on this lady. And he's like, do do your business. You don't need to listen to what I say. And, mm-hmm. he's, and he's like, well, I wouldn't bother to listen to anything you have to say. Something along those lines. But it's very classy. It's very... Um, Wildian, I would say the uh, the way to describe the the wordplay and the use of language in this movie, RJ. I see. You see? You see? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's some so, language. Uh, uh, there's some language. 
Mm-hmm. There's some language. Uh, Ascoin's like, well, I'm going to have your job, prick. Uh, that's us writing. And uh, and sure enough, he's out of work, and he's like, well, good. I don't have my job holding me back anymore. So what do you do? You got nothing. Your mom's dead. These prick people, they're uh, they're not like you know playing fair. They're not being nice. Well, you're just going to have to start thinking, well, maybe I should become the Duke. Oh, but there's a lot of people ahead of me in succession before I become Duke. Unless... Unless... And then what happens? Well, uh, he begins the the process of picking off the family, who are all played by one Alec Guinness, uh, one by one. How many does he hit? Would you say uh, eight, I think, is uh, yeah, the Yeah, well, amount? one's a natural death, and he's kind of happy about that. He's like, well, I like that one. I didn't want, I'm glad I don't have to kill them anymore. That's, yeah. the, that's the banker that, where he gets a job at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ascoin to Ascoin, uh, that's ones that, like, essentially some sort of country club, and they're, they're snogging on a boat for too long, and he, they get sent down into the weir and go, mm-hmm. go over the edge. Yeah, which uh, I I like that one. That one was fun. Yeah, I liked the boat for going over. I was like, oh, fun. Mm-hmm. I think I said it like that too. I went, oh, fun. So yeah, this is and this is kind of Lewis's uh, entry into the family because he writes a letter to that guy's the, uh, that the guy's dad. that guy's father, Lord Ascoin to Ascoin. Yeah, um, he's like, oh, I'm so moved by your touching letter. I will I will employ you in my bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, because he was so moved by yeah. it, Jared. Jared. This is also kind of, like, the motivation here, too, is, like, I really want Sabella, even though she's, like, married to this, like, other guy now. But, I mean, I'm, I got something to prove now. So, Lewis, he gets, like, his little, like, uh his conspiracy map, his little Charlie map on the mm-hmm. wall of, like, how, like how, how the lineage all breaks down. And he's going to take them out one by one. And uh, how would you plot your revenge one well, by not, one? Well, it's not even revenge. I mean, it's just or just plot murder. Well, <laughs> murder most foul. <laughs> that would be actionable. Wow, Jarrett. I mean, who knows? I, listening, officer. Next time, I'll get you. Next time, yeah. it was close. It was close. Yeah. So there's a there's an amateur photographer um, that he decides he's going to. <laughs> take out uh but of course he also meets this guy's wife played uh who's edith mm-hmm. uh who's who's uh you know smoking hot rj by 1900 standards uh is that is that the language they use that, in the that, movie or is that your it is exactly their language that's a that is a direct quote that's a direct quote that's not something um, that you came up with her uh her second husband was john profumo a British government minister who became the subject of a sensational sex scandal in 1963. Well, who doesn't like a good job? So John she's, Papumo. She, she, she's the kind of woman who attracts sex scandal ministers. What kind of scandal would you have? Um, no, she was uh, Baroness Frankenstein in Bride of Frankenstein. In the original? Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Not bad. Uh, I'm just making sure she did not kill herself. 
I mean, it's seeing that's what I'm saying. The fact that we need to check that. <laughs> no, now I have to check. Is showing now what the last I'm, couple weeks worried. have done to now us. I'm very worried about all this. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I brought it up. Is that the fact that you need to check it is a is a thing. Yeah. On its own. Mm-hmm. I think. Do you think fans of this movie are going to be so mad at us? Fans? Why? <laughs> I think this movie's got big fans, RJ. Mad at us for what? We haven't said anything bad. <laughs> we haven't said anything wrong. But uh, maybe we're not uh, treating it with the why because the proper we're not pra- respect. We're not absolutely praising it at the moment. The people will <laughs> They'll have to wait for the praise. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, he fills up like I don't know a lamp in the the photographer's dark room, and it mm-hmm. explodes, and he's dead. And it's mm-hmm. like he's died. He dies off camera, and the smoke comes up over the hedges, and yep. it's like, and it's hilarious. Well, yeah. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't think that was hilarious, Jared? But Cameras. but now Lewis is like, well, fuck. I don't even care about Sibella anymore. I got this Edith. She's yeah, so she's and, so kind. Yeah, he's and maybe the love is real, Jared. Maybe the love is real. You know uh, what I mean. Then there is the the Reverend. Uh, oh, yep. I think it's at is it at this funeral. Or one of the funerals where you get the shot of all the Alec Guinnesses in one shot. That was some movie magic, RJ. Were you impressed? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I noticed. Wow. <laughs> Saw a scene with a bunch of people there and I went, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all Alec Guinnesses. Yeah, but I mean, is that impressive? <laughs> I mean, is it? I don't know. At the time, was it, that was that a in 1949? Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. Okay. I mean, they, they they just did some masking and uh, yeah. they, they, they took a bunch of like time to do it that way. But it's mm. it's it's in the wrong possibility. And now you just use a clone stamp and just like you don't even need you only need like one Alleginus. You don't even need an Alleginus. Oh, well, you, you just CGI let you just right let Disney there. do it all you want. You can make you want Alleginus. You want Obi Wan Kenobi doing whatever you want him to do. You can do it. Well, he signed off his uh, likeness to them. They own it now. Yeah, he might be dead, but they they still own it. Yeah, they got that. They got those corpse rights. Yes. Yeah, they you didn't even know there were corpse rights, but they got them. They got them. Yeah. Who who owns your corpse rights? Uh, IBM. I don't know okay. why. I don't know why. I Arby's got me. Oh shit! Long long time ago. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're gonna put you into a taxidermy case. Well, I'm not sure what the plan is. Have a little placard. Can't beat the meat. They have. We got the meats. You know they'll they'll be changed by then. It'll be can't beat the meat. Ah, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. um, do, do you remember how he kills the 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 reverend? Uh. No, there's so many deaths I could hardly Some, keep track. He poisons his after dinner port. Uh, okay, I remember it now. And it's like because it he's like yeah. very, he's like a forgetful Reverend Blithering. He's he's like yeah. the, he's like incredibly old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think Lewis poses as like a some sort of church guy, a bishop. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. It's something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, then there's like the one. I think it's the the only. Uh, female character that Alec Guinness is playing, uh, the aunt, 
who's going mm-hmm. for like a hot she's a suffering jet and she's she's mm-hmm. going for a hot weather balloon ride across uh, this the, the city and uh she's dispatched with a bow and arrow shot through the balloon i like that one one of the most just because it's uh it's fast and it's efficient there you, you know? go yeah 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 so that, that one's very quickly done and over with and it's all there because it's like yeah. that's all i gonna see trying to little woman <laughs> what <laughs> this movie it, it pulls no punches <laughs> oh and then there <laughs> what Nothing. No, I just it doesn't pull any punches. He kills a woman, Jared. He kills her dead. But in it's this a woman, in but, that but economy? It's a, but it's a woman played by a man. I know. <laughs> Ahead of their time, some uh, might say. Or or, you know. Yes. Um there's a, a Admiral Lord Horatio. Uh yeah. I guess the problem with him is that he's he never comes to land. Uh yes. And then is there any reserv- is it is is that it for him? It's just he doesn't come here, and then, uh, and then it's like then it's like a, a collision at sea is right formulated, Did, and they just is crash. It and, then, that he... and he goes down with the ship willingly. Oh yeah, which is apparently, it implied that he set that up? I I guess I don't know. Um, so there's a note here: the death of Admiral Horatio Descoyne was inspired by the collision between HMS Victoria and HMS Camperdown off Tripoli in 1893 because of an order given by Vice Admiral Sir George Tryon. He chose to go down with the ship, saying, "It was all my fault." Victoria was sunk, losing over 350 men. Good God! <laughs> How many men have you lost lately? None. What do you mean none? I've lost you've no. Had, you've I've had lost some no, bad campaigns. I've lost no men. <laughs> what about D and D men? How oh. many characters have you lost on those campaigns? Uh, well, I don't. Really, I haven't actually lost any characters in D and D. I mean, me as a DM is a different story. Yeah, I know, I'm sure. I, I run a very tight ship. And how many of how many souls have you you lost as a DM? Oh, many. Maybe. Several. Several. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. I don't, about, I don't know about this 350. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so that was a real thing, hey? Do you yep. think boats just crash into each other? <laughs> no. No, they okay. don't. Uh, but apparently it did one time at least, and that, that that's rough. Maybe there's like, oh. was it ramen speed? All it needs is all you... But they're all, on the, but all they're on needs the, is one time. They're on the same side. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, maybe <laughs> that, that's people even just worse. They just weren't watching where they were going? I guess. Why were Her Majesty's ships smashing each other? I don't know. Just, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard seeing out there at water, especially nighttime. I bet it was dark as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a general. Uh, yeah. Get his caviar gets bombed. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then, and then there's like, yeah, the guy that got him the job at the beginning, he dies. Um, of no, not from murdering, but just dies. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty good. I feel pretty good about myself on that front. But then he goes to f- confront the final boss, the Duke. And uh, how does that boss battle go? <laughs> he just shotguns him right in the face. In that's terms right, of actually, boss fights. He, he gets like, well, first he lures him into a man trap in the woods. Literally a man trap. Uh, while going hunting. This is like after he's telling him, yeah. I'm going to be marrying Edith 
because mm-hmm. um, he, he this, this is the formal thing to do. Vocal. Yeah, and of course, there's this, this thing going on. Is like each time he like uh, Scott Pilgrim's off one of the bad guys, um, he gets like m- nicer clothing. He beca- uh, he's, yeah. becomes more refined. Um, should be also noted. Well, all this is being narrated completely. <laughs> Uh, but there's all these these quotes one could uh, attribute to, like how he says it playfully, what he'll do mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's very kinda... it's very dry, RJ. It's a very dry it's... sensibility in its, it's... in the humor. I know it's very dry. It's kind of like how when I bring up certain podcasters that wear tin hats, and I I, I mention how you're a fan, you say you're not. It can be interpreted a few different ways. You know what I mean, Jared? Curious. Curious is right. Mm-hmm. Curious is right. So, um, yeah, then, uh, what is it? Oh, I think, okay, I'm just looking this over. Yeah, the, the Lord, Lord Ascoin to Ascoin, he dies from the shock of hearing about what happened to the to that guy getting killed on a hunting trip. Mm. And at that point, that's how we, that's, that's like the real final boss, I guess, is, uh, shock yeah yeah that one was like un- that one wasn't planned though right that was just convenience yeah and he's like oh, i'm so glad that worked out that way mm-hmm. and now i get to but now of course he's got some problems because he's also having to finagle this whole uh sabella and edith deal because mm-hmm. he's trying to bring sabella along for the ride because she kind of uh she kind of knows what's up she knows what's happening and she's kind of, but she's growing more interested, of course, as he's gaining more stature. She's like, well, you know, maybe I don't need to be married to the, 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 the rich doctor or whatever, or the, 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 the brother of, uh, or is it the, who did she marry? Who did she marry? Yeah, initially. Because there's the guy, and he's like a, he's a real lout, too. It was it, the guy that he meets in the, uh, yes. the garment it, store? No. No, the or other guy. maybe in the maybe it was in the Garmin store. But there's the guy that like he well what winds up happening is he so he's killed all these people, but yeah. the thing that he's waiting to be hanged for is a guy who he slapped around a little bit, sent packing, and mm-hmm. then that guy kills himself, but he got snacked up a little bit, and of course the fingers are being pointed at our new duke. And of course, he's like, "Well, the irony, RJ, is that it isn't even who somebody killed. That he did really did kill himself, but there's no evidence." And Sabella could say that, "Well, this guy wasn't getting any help and was broke and he killed himself." But she's like, mm, "I can't, mm-hmm. I can't say that." But what if perhaps a note was found saying that you that he did kill himself, perhaps, Ooh. and uh, then you'll be able to walk away. But what's in it for me? What would be in in it for them, Jared. Profit. What would you get out of it? Profit. Profit. Hmm. Well, and do you think it's a good? Do you think that's a better plan, though? I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's that or you die. But I mean, this guy seems to be like kind of like. Well, I mean, I I lived my best life, and uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna hang for it. But this is kind of like a get out of jail free card, like truly. Yeah, and, kind uh, of. And he's kind of like, yeah. well, why why the heck not? Yeah, would you take it or would you – basically what I'm saying is would you go or would you want to be God? You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, I guess it depends on what's only – what's worse. Which one's worse? So he mm-hmm. he gets uh, he gets out 
And uh, of course, he's all like, <laughs> no one can stop me now. And then, of course, he remembers. Then someone says, oh, yeah, you'll have to publish your memoirs. And he goes, yes, memoirs, memoirs, <laughs> memoirs. Dong! As he remembers that he wrote all his admissions of all the people he's killed in his memoirs that he's left on the table of his jail cell. So he's like, what's going to happen next? That's in um, Kind Hearts and Cornets 2. Kind Farts and Boronets Poo. That's a clever pun for you, Really? Fascinating. Yeah, you know about clever puns? I I do now. You do now, buddy. I didn't before. You do now, buddy. So So in the American version... The American version, they uh, added a little bit more footage to that with guards finding it. Just so, just in case you're like, "Uh oh, it's like, no, yeah, I know, don't worry, he's he's a bad guy, he's going to go to jail, he's going to he's going to get killed now, he's he's really guilty." Just no, no, we don't want ambiguity. It's like, no, he's a bad man. Don't kill people, folks. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of bad men in the world. Some of them do podcasts. Some of them listen to podcasts. What would you do to the bad men, Jarrett? How would you respond? Um, hmm. About, like, being moralized to through weird filmmaking decisions by studios? How would I react? Well, I'd say, thank gosh. Thank gosh. He said, "Man, I, I wasn't going to be able to sleep tonight." We we, we should we could have mentioned this during our news segment, but uh, did you hear about uh, the alleged edit to Fight Club? I did hear in, in about China. the alleged edit to Fight Club, yeah, and I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean, I think it's fine to play around with Fight Club. Maybe people need a different Fight Club movie. <laughs> Maybe people need to let the original Fight Club uh, movie go. Because don't worry, the proper authorities, they stopped his dastardly plan. Yeah. And honestly, maybe that's what the world needs right now. I'm not an authoritarian or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, like, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't, you know what I, mean, I, I, I feel you. Yeah. So, anyways, I feel you. Yeah. So that's that's the end of the movie. Um, yeah. So what did I think of this movie? Yeah. I don't know. This it comes back to this comedy being subjective thing. There. Uh, I don't know. So you're not saying it was the laugh riot that made uh, Alex Guinness keel over? I know I'm correct. That is that is that is what I'm saying. Well, it looks like uh, listeners of the show, not many, but some have rated this quite highly. Well, I will say that uh, I did receive an, an email from one uh, Rob Eagle, mm-hmm. um, very much saying this is one of their favorite movies of all time. And it holds a very special place. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it seemed it was me- messaged me specifically or to my name anyway, so I did not read it on for the show earlier. I see, but it's one of uh, one of Rob's all time favorite movies, and okay. um, and rates it. I think it makes a comment here uh, that I disagree with that Oscar Wilde has not aged well, and that Kind Hearts has aged well. 
I think that's. I mean, uh, it's hard to say because Oscar Wilde stuff is just like, just stuff that's printed on like T-shirts and like cups now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know about aging well, but I think like the immersion into like other culture stuff with Oscar Wilde has somewhat. Uh, there's, but there's, there's more than that though. There's so there's yeah. like there's like the stuff that everyone would know as during the generalized. Uh, every, stuff. Everything you know as people would know as wild as wild stuff. But you you yeah. read like the picture of Dorian Gray, and it's like holy fuck! <laughs> this is like yeah. it's crazy. Just like how. Um, how well written that thing is. And like, it's like, man, like, I mean, this guy distilled like so much of whatever witticisms he had. It just like, it seems like it's so effortless. You're just reading these characters going off. You're like, good. Like, fuck you read like the books that come out and the way people talk now ourselves included. It's like, who are these imbeciles? (laughs) It's like these incoherent, um, bastards. Like they they can't speak. Uh, then you read this and you're like, well, I mean, this is obviously written. Mm-hmm. and scripted or whatever but and watching this it's like it's kind of in that uh it's definitely in that spirit i think yeah, there's well, like lots of references in the uh from the critics of the time talking about uh referencing wild in terms of like just the drawlness of that narration um mm-hmm. and the kind of the 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 cute ghoulishness of it that yeah. I don't know. Uh, we, we had a we had to find a copy of this that was not on the channel, um, so there was no subtitle in that I, that I had access uh, to. Anyway. I, I, I did had not. subtitles. I I did not. Um, so I, I, I that would have probably helped a little bit, to, mm-hmm. uh, which I found what was the one movie I'm thinking of where was it important? It wasn't just importance of being earnest. Which is based on the wild play that movie, yeah. but I found like find sometimes with this like very, um, what feels very literary mm-hmm. uh, screenplay, it helps to be able to read along. I uh, think Fat Girl is an Oscar Wilde. Oh, I think, think? I just I'm, I can't confirm or deny. I'm pretty sure. I see. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, some of the written stuff is. Can be a little bit different, but you yeah. know, your language, like everything else, evolves. You know, mm-hmm. so we dumb it down a little bit. Yeah, it's just a uh, part of our. Uh, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> take it down a peg or five. Take it down a for, peg there for, for us guys over here. You say, "Stop working so hard, eh? We's doing something over here." Yeah. Kind of like that. Exactly like that is what I would do. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Once you get past the amusingness of oh Alec Guinness plays all these characters that's a cool idea that's that's about it for me um mm-hmm. I didn't really get into the Lewis character I didn't feel like I was rooting for him which like you you should be go like oh how's he going to kill somebody next I didn't think like any of the deaths were particularly interesting yeah I see what you mean yeah so the yeah most mo- just most of the characters dynamics i just w- really wasn't uh enamored with and mm-hmm. uh i don't know i don't really have that much to say it's, it's fine i just kind of uh watched it and i was like yep i've done it and that's it <laughs> I, I i will unlike i'm un- unlikely to watch it ever it's ever fine. again so you're not going to watch any criterion ever again let's be honest that's not true that is not true at all. But for the most part, well, 
it's I think we're in a we're in a, a batch of films that uh one day maybe we'll get out of these weeds but I don't know, this, this this movie also kind of reminds me of that Colonel Blimp movie that we yep. also get roasted for not caring for very much. Like it was and it's okay, but We didn't we we like Colonel Blimp. We were actually pretty positive on. We we're like, yeah, this is good. We our, just don't love this movie those and were salad days. Uh people just do not like that. Um I I don't uh, know. I I I I would probably be close to the same idea. I gave it three stars, which was yeah. back back then was like borderline. Yeah, I know what you mean. So like, um, okay, so I watched this movie, Jerk, and it was about 20 minutes in when I was like, I was like, I'm getting a lot of words right now. I'm processing <laughs> a lot of language text in my brain at the moment here. And I don't know if you saw my review, but uh, I, I said, did. and do you agree with that? Well, what, what is it? What did you say? I said that uh, this is like watching an audiobook. Um and it wasn't like that wasn't even meant to be like a real gotcha joke or anything like that. Like I genuinely felt I was like this thing plays out like an audiobook. Like I I feel like someone's just reading to me and there are things happening in pictures. And I know what people will say. That's what like motion pictures are, dumb dumb. And it's like, yeah, I know, I get it. But I don't know, this thing it just had like um real book vibes. To me, <laughs> where I was like, I it's like it's like I feel like some dude is just some old British guy is just reading to me, and it's like that that's fine. Um, I can uh, so I do think there are a lot of people who reel into this, and I can see like I I know why people would be too. Like it, I think it scratches a particular itch. Some people love old movies, especially old man movies of dry wit and alleged fast paced kind of stuff you know like the, i mean the one thing this movie does do is it um it moves at a pretty yeah pretty good clip like it, it it doesn't waste any time it's just like i'm here i'm gonna kill that guy i did it or i i got a job it's done i'm gonna kill these people okay i killed him okay now i'm gonna be the other guy okay and like it it moves along fast so i think it fits into that kind of a category of movie that's like you know what i'm describing right I do, yeah. Like, cause there's yeah. scenes like when, um, when Ascoin Dascoin, uh, younger is uh, hanging out with Lewis in the drapery store. I think that scene's like pretty well done. You get the dynamic of like this is a snooty rich guy treating a like a servant like shit, and you're like, yeah, this guy's a prick, and mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of look forward to when he gets dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, when, because he, when he's kind of trying to warm up to him, he's like, because he makes these observations along the way, like, when I meet him, when I, next time I meet him, he's going to not know who I am. And just to test mm-hmm. that, he goes over, and the guy has no idea of what he, who he is, and he's like, I'm not going to pay you any mind. What is funny, though, is, like, the, Alec Guinness looks so old as the younger version. Yes, that he you're does. Just like, you're like, how, how old or young is this guy supposed to be? Because he's, like, I think he's supposed to be, like, a 20-something-year-old, but he looks, like, 50. Like, you, yes. can, see, you can see it in the banner image of yeah. uh, on Letterbox. You're like, that's, he's supposed to be a young guy, and then you see his, like, father, and you're like, uh, I, I, I guess. They, they seem about, like, not that far off in age. But yeah. different times, 1949. Well, that's a lot harder living. Or, or pseudo nineteen hundred. Yeah, hard living, man. A lot of uh, 
excessive alcohol and cigarettes. Sometimes dinner was just a single potato. Like, uh, it was a hard life to live. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Oh, young Alec is super old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I just mean like, I, I do under, I know why some people probably um, really cream their genes as a Jaredism. Sometimes people would say, I can see why people really go after this one where they're kind of just like, oh yeah, it's uh, sharp. It'll get you. You'll be keeling over in your pants. And you'll, you go, okay, sure. Um, it's got some jokes. Who's fast? It, I mean, I do think it is like, I think it's, it's well written in the sense yeah. of like what they're doing. It's like, yes, what they're doing, they're, what they're trying to do, I think they actually do well. Where it's like they're going for this thing about, I don't know, they're layer, layering all this stuff about this guy's elaborate plans and he's well spoken and he sounds nice. Like, that's what I mean by that. Like, the dialogue is well spoken, it seems. Yeah. So well written by that standard. <laughs> I see. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so like, uh, I don't like love this thing. I'm, I'm pretty much with you. Like, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. Like, I don't I don't dislike it or anything like that. I, I'm not uh, I'm not right. going crazy over it or yep. anything like that. But um, I didn't uh, dislike it. It's it's not a uh, uh, it's not a huge win for me. But it is also, as we've mentioned before, comedy is sometimes uh, different strokes for different folks. And you, you, you uh, appreciate the movie. <laughs> I appreciate the movie. But my comedy uh, usually has Bobby Boucher as a character in there. Mm. And I know that line alone, people will probably be upset about this review, but I don't give a shit. Adam Sandler's awesome. I, I'll watch his <laughs> his comedy. Pure uh, Adam. All Sandler. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I, I don't... Uh, I don't love it in uh, the respect that other people do, but like, like I was saying, there are a few things I did like, um, some of the deaths I thought were like, they're kind of playful. Like I do like the boat one. I like the bow and arrow out of the, um, the window just cause it's like, it's kind of fast and it just goes and I'm like, oh, okay. But I, like at some point I can't remember like three or four in, I was kind of just like, okay, we could, I, I was kind of like, we could kind of, we could kind of move along. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I, uh, it's well put together. I think they had a good plan mm. for this thing, and yeah, as you said, I do appreciate it. So it's uh, not my favorite jam, but uh, as you mentioned earlier, you and me saying, "Oh yeah, this is decent." We just don't love it. It'll pro- this will probably be our most disliked video or, or disliked review maybe, in years. Maybe we'll have someone saying that they should have got different guys to do this review. We should have got nine different guys. To no, do but because I think they think we're the Criterion Collection, and we're the guys they got to do it. Oh, I, I, they should. I, that would, wouldn't that be more refreshing though if Criterion put out a movie and they got someone to do it, and the guy was like, "Yeah, this movie's fine." It's like this is what I like about <laughs> it. This is what I don't like. Well, about I, it. I, I would imagine that they would always find someone who has some enthusiasm, and then it starts really getting. You, you can tell. There's some of the yeah. movies that we've gotten to, and I'm like, all right, I gotta read the, the, the what the essay is for this thing. And you're like, I don't think this person likes this very much, but yeah. they're getting paid by the word. Yes, which I mean, I I honestly I would appreciate that a lot more. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, let me tell you though, RJ, I got some got some bits here. Uh, the British Film Institute. 
see kind hearts and coronets as quote less sentimental than many of the other Ealing films. Uh, kind hearts and coronets quote unleashes transgressive nightmares, fables of subversive maverick masculine obsession and action, where the repressed and vengeful bubble up to the surface and lead to a resolution or to a resolutions which were only just contained in the moral strictures permissible in Balkan's Ealing cinema at the time. Oh, I've been, I was thinking the same thing. Maverick masculine obsession. How about historian Ross McKibben sees the film as a, quote, sustained satire. Sustained mm. satire. In its portrayal of the upper classes, of course. I, we, I, to me, it's like, yeah, I watched the movie, and that's what it is. And it's like, what, what's it, What's the satire? I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. Rich, it's sustained. This is, this is, so, these are like stereotype broadnesses and you're like okay yeah. and then he's going to kill them because it's like oh look at me attack it that, that is not enough partly because of the intended absurdity of the diasco mm. family being portrayed by guinness lady clara ver de ver the poem for which the film's title derived concerns class tensions surrounding love between classes you know about lord tennyson rj you know, you know, Alfred, oh, yeah. you know, Alfred Lord Tennyson. I know Alfred Pennyworth is the same, 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 guy. same idea. Well, he's not yeah. Lord. He's just a, a butler, RJ. Sir, well, uh, sir, I mean, sir Alfred. Yeah, I think he had some royalty. He just stepped down because he had duty he needed to do. You was know, it, like that's a, why Alfred was a good dude. Wasn't he a combat medic too? Allegedly. 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 Yeah. So anyway, uh, we could speak to sustained satires oh yeah that's a that's a new one i've never i haven't heard that one sustained satires yeah. i like it that's why we have writers rj of course of course yeah yeah they use some big words for sure you want to hear from people who hate this film sure okay all right let's, sure. pull, let's pull it up how about sh unleashed <laughs> How about him? Uh, half a star. Okay. My new least favorite movie of all time. Oh, what was it before? I it's wonder. It's not necessarily bad, but it's just not for me. <laughs> I okay. felt myself getting sleepy in the first 15 minutes. I just didn't care about it at all, and it felt like a massive drag. Once again, I'd like to take this moment to remind you that I don't think that this is necessarily bad. It's just not really my kind of movie. To me, it feels boring and too cheesy. I mean, they said some of the same stuff I said, which kind of bums me out. Kind of made him gassy, RJ. Yeah. Uh, favorite films include uh, Goodwill Hunting, Avengers Endgame, Edge of Tomorrow, and Finding Nemo. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of five stars to Marvel stuff. And then they do have <laughs> all of the uh, Avatar sequels in their watch list. And the only half-star films are something called Superworm, Kind Hearts and Coronets, and Batman and Robin. Which, Batman and Robin's not a half-star film. We've talked about this before. Yeah, it's true. Oh, they also one-starred Batman Returns. Now, that's pretty crazy. That is wild. Yeah, that's not a one-star film. But, yeah, strange, strange tastes. They're just, basically what I'm seeing here is they love Marvel movies. They like those uh, Marvel Facebook groups. That, yes. That I always see. Okay. Yeah. 
Eli, one star. Oh my god, I was so bored. I can see how people like it. And it's not a bad movie. It's just not god. really a movie for me. <laughs> see, it bums me out that so many people are just saying... But, but it's like one star. Yeah, I know. Well, I wouldn't do that. Like, that's no. not fair. No, that's yeah. bizarre. Because it's not a badly made movie at all. No, it's not. It's like, no. I mean, it's acted. It's well acted. Uh, it's well which, acted, well written. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean... Uh, yeah. So it's, I'll, I'll, I'll view, the way I view like any movie, it's like, oh, I don't get a lot out of this personally. So I mean, that's personally. all I can. That's all I can go all off can of. Yeah. yeah. What is people? Tell, tell me about Eli. Well, they five starred Finding Nemo as well, which I mean, I know Finding Nemo is a good movie. It's just it's funny that it's popping up so frequently. They also five starred Hamilton, which we talked about earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodfellas, uh, Hot Fuzz, His Girl Friday, and Twelve Angry Men are their favorite films. And then some half-star films include Dune. What? Like David Lynch's Dune. Oh. Uh, Haosu, Field of Dreams, Clockwork Orange, they gave a half a star. And then Cats. So there's a... I don't... I wonder why they're, what they got against Clockwork Orange. Uh, one more. Okay. Charlie. Yeah. One star. How is this a comedy? It's just being boring, literally. No visual style, and Alec Guinness is barely in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> do, do you think they didn't know, or do you think it's a it's a really good it's a it's a well, I guess do you think for, it's a joke? for what he does, he doesn't do a lot in the movie because he's not sure. even, he's like not even a main character, which I mean, is yeah, which yeah. is true. Yeah, he just stands around, kind of. Yeah, he, he yeah yeah sure, Charlie. Tell Charlie's me. got a studentfilmjournal.co.uk if you're interested in that. I'm not. Uh, neither am I. Favorite films include Before Sunrise, The Hudsucker Proxy. Man, mm-hmm. haven't brought that up in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mommy by your favorite guy, uh, that Canadian dude. What's his name? Xander Zanzan or something? Oh, my favorite uh, dude. Yeah, and uh, The Truman Show. So it's like, okay, let's see what some other one-star films. Oh, The Night Porter. Interesting. Uh, The English Patient. Okay. Uh, Don't Look Now. Spider-Man 2. Oh, no, wait, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, they also one-starred Rosemary's Baby and The Conversation. Hmm. Those are pretty good shows, Jarrett. Hey, I got one more for you. How long is this actually, though? Yeah, it's not bad. Rich... Pure doom. Okay. One and a half stars. I hate to beat up on the classics, but here I go again. Okay. From the first murder where our lifeless narrator swims up to a boat unheard and then releases the boat to go careening over a waterfall unbeknownst to the people in it. I knew the humor in this would fall flat for me. That's a pretty good ways into the movie. Yeah, that is. The like gi- a while. The gimmick of having Alec Guinness playing nine characters is the funniest thing about it. And that wears out its welcome at a certain point. The main character is a charisma drain, and his narration was grating and endless. It mm. plays out with no surprises or tonal shifts to keep things interesting. If you like the one note this has to play, it might be for you. It might be. Will it be? I don't know. Uh, Rich per Pure Doom uh, bio says, I watch all kinds of films, any genre, any time period. This is a no bullshit account of what oh, I see. Oh, damn. 
Yeah, if you want to check them out, they have something on Bandcamp, so you can check that out. Oh, shit. I, I love how people are always like... Bandcamp? <laughs> yeah. I like how these bios are always like, I watch all movies, or it's like, I watch Japanese westerns, and that's it. And you're like, all right, dude, fuck, nobody cares. <laughs> uh, favorite films, Dawn of the Dead, Nashville, Only Angels Have Wings, and The Bridge Over River Kwai. Okay. Five, a lot of five-star, like, criterion things like children of paradise uh la dolce vita they gave five stars jared yeah but here's something interesting amarcord half a star wow and la strada half a star i mean the strada is not not a not a big fellini boy but they gave um la dolce vita five stars but not amarcord you know what i mean they didn't rate eight and a half uh, not that I'm seeing. Well, their five star list is really long, so it could be in there somewhere. But they half a star to Taste of Cherry as well, which is like Taste of Cherry is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why Taste of Cherry would be that. Mm. Um, let's see. Actually, now that I'm looking, no, they have not rated eight and a half, or it's not in their five stars or half stars. So I just find it strange that the La Dolce Vita is the top for them, and then Amarcord is so low. Amarcord's a pretty good show. And that's me saying that. That's you. That's me. Well, the fart. The Fellini boy. The fart. Exactly. Knights of Kiberia, one star. Wages of Fear, one star. Network, one star. Whoa. Okay. That's that's. Absurd. You know what I mean? That's absurd. Okay. You know what I mean, Jared? Enough, enough of this person. Yeah. Okay. Like, Joker, one star. <laughs> Not even an incel. Crazy. Uh. Yeah. Any final thoughts on kind hearts and coronets? It's not like a not well made movie. It's just not for me. Wow, is this is this you or is this a letterbox comment? Uh, One in the same. It turned out. Yes. It's okay. It's just like you know, I'd rather be watching other things. It's just not for you. <laughs> Porno. Porno, where Alec Guinness plays all the roles. No. <laughs> and then, and the tagline for that is always "All Alec, pure Guinness." <laughs> for the porno, <laughs> but, but wait, full erection, one hundred percent. I like that. I'm going to give you that one. That's. Yeah. It's the only one I'm going to give you because I like it. <laughs> I like that one. Right. I don't know why. It's just funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. After the break. Oh, we haven't done that yet? Memoir. Don't write Don't write things that you do. And, like, don't, don't write your crimes in a fucking book that people can find. Don't send. Don't write it as a note, as a draft. Don't put it. Don't send emails to yourself with, you know, with... It's evidence. You're going to go to jail. And hey, maybe, maybe just don't do bad things so you have nothing to write about. Be boring. Like I mean, RJ and me. We're boring. boring. We don't do bad things. We do a podcast and we talk about bad things. Yes. Full erections. Be boring. Full erections. Don't write crime. That's like crime 101.
RJ, who are you mm-hmm. prepared to kill? Well, there's this podcast host. Well, I heard you're looking the... for. I've look. I've heard you've been looking for a house. As I mean, uh, I mean, they're they're not negotiating anything or whatever. You know, the podcast. Does the podcast ho- host have a uh, a domicile that I could take over if if he were to some for some reason no longer hey, exist? Re- remember uh, that one bit in Unbreakable where it's like the jumpsuit guy shows up. I like your house. <laughs> I do remember that. I do. You should watch Unbreakable this week. <laughs> oh, I don't and kill kill the best memory <laughs> memories you have. Oh man, that uh, that whole like fi- that whole like final sequence where uh, it's it's Big Bruce uh, walking through the the crowd the at the football game, and he's uh. just like, and he's running his hands around the masses, and he's seeing like the darkness that lies in man, where it's like you get the uh, the frat boy who like closes mm-hmm. the door to that passed out girl, and then you get yeah, jump, was it a j- uh, jumpsuit guy? Or the, uh, you get you also or get you- those people who throw bottles at like african-american people and they're like go back to africa and you're just like jesus m night you're we're, we're seeing we're seeing what's real what what really beats in the heart of america m night style oh yeah it's uh he's like what's the worst things i can think of that i would think are bad and then you go oh my god and then he cracks his knuckles gonna gotta get writing You can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail.com and tell us your M. Night idea. I mean, what do you think he would do? Actually, I don't know. Nah. don't need to know that. Yeah, tell us, tell us your, your deepest Te- desire. Tell us what happens when you watch but Unbreakable don't tell us, don't, don't tell us your crimes. Don't. Well, yeah. Don't, don't write, write it down. down. Did you listen? Did you just listen to it? Oh, come on, people. Stop. Don't. I, don't. I heard. Yeah, you see, RJ knows he's he's a smart guy. You you should be smart too, people. No paper trail. We got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram, uh, Letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Wolf. Mm-hmm. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, mm-hmm. Patreon, uh, Guinness, Tube, Porn Alec. Oh no, I don't know. What's an Alec porn? <laughs> an Alec Guinness porn site that we can recommend <laughs> oh my people God. to go to. Oh, not, no. I'm sure Oliver Granger's already got it queued up. Oh, and hey, an, an, another uh, another porno recommendation. Uh, how about, you can, I think you can probably find this online for free. Just streaming. Taming of Rebecca. So it's a good one. Uh, Thrill. If you want to hear, like, absolute knockoff of the Halloween theme. Uh, that'd be okay. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'd be one. into that. But hey, in the meantime, though, next week we're not watching porno. I don't think. Spine three hundred and twenty-six. Whit Stillman's Metropolitan from nineteen ninety. Oh God. Nineteen ninety. Uh, the nineties. They're back. They're back. In nineties form. In Stillman form. Ah, oh, Christmas. That uh, that Ealing documentary I mentioned, uh, uh, Whit Stillman showed up in that, and I was like, "What the fuck? I've never seen this man in my entire life." And I'm going to watch a movie from him next week, and I'm seeing him right now. I mean, that's what we call the big time. 
Big time. Yeah. Big E, apparently. Big E, meaty man. Oof. Ooh. You like that meaty man? Sometimes. Just pound that meat, boys. Mmm.